Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. The Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. All right, what are we talking about tonight? So on Thursdays, we start the show with the Pledge of Allegiance. We have an update on the Oregon standoff. Please, Gorilla Tape, everyone, this is going to make your head explode. And we're going to tell you the new way the government steals private land. Then the Second Amendment report, followed by a history lesson that will prove the meaning of the Second Amendment. This is going to be brilliant, Brian. When I found this, there's just going to be, well, Progs will always try to dispute it. But this actual, what happened in the Revolutionary War shows exactly why we need the Second Amendment. And we'll get to that definitely today. We don't need the Second Amendment. Well, why we need guns. Everybody gets upset when I say that, too. They go crazy. This guy doesn't even think we need the Bill of Rights. We don't need the Bill of Rights because all those things that the government couldn't do before the Bill of Rights. And all those pretty words they put in there sure made lots of fun for the courts, huh? They just says something completely different. Oh, no, Second Amendment, that's for the militia. That's just talking about the militia. You're not the militia. No, no, no. Second Amendment doesn't say the militia's right to keep a bare arm shall not be infringed, does it? Well, we'll discuss that more. Then, what is up with our schools? And we will not forget Benghazi. And we will highlight the war on Israel. Because there's a war on Israel. Yeah, in, in more ways than one, actually. If we get to it. One can only hope. Okay, Patriots, hands on heart, face the flag, you don't have a flag, get a flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And I always want to say amen after that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, this is about the Oregon standoff. The Oregon standoff. Which I think we're the only ones reporting on it. Because I haven't heard anything on the lamestream media. I also haven't heard anything from talk show hosts, conservative talk show hosts. I haven't heard a damn thing. No one's calling for these people to be interviewed, except for the local, wherever they are in Oregon. That county. That's the only ones that's reporting on it. 
now World Net Daily is, but they weren't before either. Well, there's the other thing too. They they had uh, they had an event at the local stadium. I don't know what that fairgrounds. Was. Fairgrounds, right? And they canceled it on them. And they were supposed to meet the community, just talk with the community, and they canceled. Uh, but then supposedly, aren't they going to do do it again? I have no idea, but all I do know is that everybody is severely, severely afraid to cut ties with the federal government, and it's sickening. The ties keep getting more, it seems to me. All right, <clears throat> from World Net Daily. Oregon Governor Kate Brown told federal officials that it is time to advance on ranchers' holdup in the Maller National Wildlife Refuge since January the 2nd. That one line right there just infuriates me. I am so sick of these governors screaming, Daddy, Mommy, help me, federal government, help me, Mommy, Daddy. That's not the worst part of it. They're holed up. They're what? You you don't you watch cat westerns when the ranchers are holed up. What does that mean? It means they're 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 fighting with someone and they're holed up in whatever building they have to be holed up in. Uh, that that was they keep doing that and calling them militants. That too. It all puts it out like there's guns out. You know, there's a standoff with the federal government and. Everybody's shooting at everybody. None of that's going on. I'm so sick of the governors, too. They the, hold up. They're no, not... they took control of that place. They're not hold up. They took it back from the national unconstitutional government. I mean, the governors have no idea what, what power they have, number one. Number two, they're not for their citizens. And number three, how come she doesn't know that the federal government being in her state is illegal? Most people don't. Majority of Americans think it's normal. It that's what happens. It's always been that way. Yeah. Wait till they start coming from private property. Oh wait, they, always, they have. What do you mean they coming for it? They've every eminent domain is is taking private property. All right. Um, but I'm sure we'll talk more about that later. Protest leader Amon Bundy. And his fellow ranchers have refused to leave the Burns Oregon Refuge over allegations of federal overreach by the Bureau of Land Management. Federal their existence is unconstitutional. They don't really exist because anything that's unconstitutional is void and therefore does not exist. So we don't have to pay attention to them, right? They don't exist. Well, this has been a long time coming. We're at a point now where we are realizing that all these lands were stolen from us. It needs to be put back to the state and let the state decide what he wants, what they want to do with it. Um, and that's easy done. It just, it just happens like stroke of a pen. It's done. But these people are going to, we want it back now at the same time. When the national government, if you hadn't noticed, is coming after private property rights like never before. Why is that, I wonder? They're trying to 
take get the biggest land grab in the history of the world. Why? Because then we can get along with socialism, right? You because what's the main purpose? No private property. There's no private property ownership in communism. So you don't own your land. Once they once they succeed in taking all our private property rights away, they, it's all over. And the pursuit of happiness that our founders were talking about was private property rights. And that has to do with any property, your intellectual property, the actual property in your house. Your, your paycheck is your property. Your clothing. <laughs> your animals. Your food. Your vehicles, your house. They're already coming for your children. But then, that's right, I forgot. They didn't have to come for it anymore because we keep dropping them off. All right. <clears throat> so we got by one sentence so far. <laughs> Not even a whole paragraph. <laughs> I think two sentences, maybe. <laughs> All right, so the protest, David Bundy and his fellow rancher refused to leave Burns, Oregon, refuge over allegations of federal overreach by the BLM. Allegations, you hear that? Yep. They want the federal government to surrender its control over the land. They also want father-son ranchers, Dwight and Stephen Hammond, to be released from prison, where they are serving a prison sentence for arson, which is a crock. We covered this story. It was nonsense thrown out. They picked up by a different judge that just wanted to teach them a lesson because nobody can stand up to the federal government. Did you know that? Nothing can stand up to the... If you got it in your head that you could stand up to the national government, why, we'd be out of power in no time. Oh, wait. <clears throat> U.S. District Judge Michael R. Hogan sentenced the pair to a one-year prison sentence in 2012 for fires they caused that spilled over into acreage, also leased by the Hammond Ranch. Should I try that again? The district judge sentenced the pair to a one-year prison sentence in 2012 for fires they caused that spilled over into acreage, also leased by the Hammond Ranch. In 2014, however, a three-judge panel of the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, we call it the circus, <clears throat> determined that uh, now-retired U.S. District Judge Michael Hogan illegally sentenced the Hammond to terms below the five-year minimum. This was not an arson fire. This was management fire that got out of hand because the national government does it all the time. The Hammonds were ordered back to prison despite serving time and paying $400,000 in damages to the government. Brown said with Nesday that her patience with the protesters is at an end. Federal officials must move quickly to end the occupation and hold all of them wrongdoers accountable. Boy, this is even, this, the language they're using. Very old Western, isn't it? The governor said at a press conference in Salem, there's a Salem there? CBS News reported, the residents of Harney County have been overlooked and underserved by federal officials' response thus far. 
I have conveyed these very grave concerns directly to our leaders at the highest levels of our government, the U.S. Department of Justice, and the White House. What's your problem? They're not on on your private land. They're not on state property. They're, They're in that national bird refuge place. You have no control over that thing. You have no say what happens. You got nothing. So why are you whining? The national government doesn't want to fight over their property. Then they don't have to. Which, by the way, they're right, the ranchers. It's not theirs. There is no provision in the Constitution for buying up of lands to own lands all right so the residents of harney county have been overlooked oh my gosh i have conveyed these very grave concerns directly to our leaders at the highest levels of our government the u.s department of justice and the white house brown estimates bundy's protesters have cost the state one hundred thousand dollars per week and researchers required by multiple law enforcement entities. What? For doing what? They're not doing anything. They're not going anywhere. What are you doing? That's costing so much money. My God, when you people wipe your nose, does it, it costs us $100,000. The residents of Harney County have been over... Why was this in here again? Uh, this spectacle of lawlessness must end, and until Harney County is free of it, I will not stop insisting that federal officials enforce the law. But you're asking them to enforce a non-law. You understand that, right? Law comes from the Constitution. The law is the Constitution. Everything else is statutory. When you pass a law, it becomes a statute. It has to pertain to an actual law, i.e. a power granted in the Constitution, in this case, the federal, and in the case of the states, the state. And in some cases, state and federal apply. Anyway, uh, it's this is just this is just beginning, ladies and gentlemen. We aren't even doing anything yet. This is a little premature, but uh, their heart's in the right place. And, and uh, yeah, those people need to get out of jail. They don't, unbelievable. For, for trying to manage sagebrush on the lands they lease, exactly the way, it's called a prescribed fire, exactly the way you're supposed to do it. But sometimes these things get a little out of hand. You know, you can't, fire is not something to play with for sure. That thing's always trying to get away. you got to be vigilant with fire. You, you can't be willy-nilly around fire. And like I said, I they don't, look, the building they took was a, not even in use. It was not even in use. And they've been there, I don't know, forever now. I don't even know what their point is. They've got no media coverage because I'm not hearing anything about it, you know, except when I go directly looking for it. But we're going to have to see how this all plays out. 
they'd already they already said that they're trying to figure out a way to leave their exit plan. That's already signaling that they're leaving. So what, what's the point of all this? It's like Obama. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're pulling our troops out on this day. Taliban. Oh yay! We wait till this day to fight. <laughs> the duh. <clears throat> All right, then, moving right along, there is government employees bragging about stealing land. Again, from World Dead Daily. Federal employees reveal in the fact that they swindle land from private property owners at pennies on the dollar, an astonishing admissions captured in a recently released video. We went out to the mine, and the owners were two little guys that had been in the Second World War. A California Park Service employee recalls at a retirement celebration for Mojave National Preserve Superintendent Mary Martin, 2005. The employee brags about how the veteran's mine was appraised by the federal government at $40 million dollars, and acquired for a paltry $2.5 million. We did get it appraised, and we did acquire it for $2.5 million, which I stole the money from Washington to acquire it, the employee in the video admits, adding that it's sometimes hard to bamboozle private property owners due to the agency's reputation. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. Lands isn't always supported because we're we're the bad guys. We come in and we take this land and we always take it for less than it's worth. Later, during the celebration dinner, another Park Service employee reveals that the acquisition of more than 100,000 private acres in the Mojave National Preserve were procured under Martin's leadership, who he labels the Acquisition Queen. Acres acquired under the Acquisition Queen's regime, 111,550.54 acres. An employee announces in an extended clip of the dinner. The employee then shows two other numbers, 5.66 and 106,375.36, which correlate with the park where Martin would be relocating. The Lassen Volcanic National Park. He indicated the larger number is the acreage of Lassen National Park, while the smaller number is acreage privately owned. If you own these 5.66 acres, would you be sweating right now? The man Jess, referring to Martin's acquisition power. The employee's jaw-dropping admission admit joyful applause, smiles, and celebration over the confiscation of two World War II veterans and others' private land goes to prove the federal government is not at all concerned with land preservation and focuses mainly on predatory land grabs. Obviously. Why these parks all the time? Why the land grabs? Oh, it's just for future. It is not. It's nothing about future generations. It's about owning every, getting rid of private ownership of everything. 
They don't want you to own anything. Not even your children do you have a right to feel you own. You don't own your children. They're not yours. They're everybody's. Well, this evil, that's all I could say. It always it always turns this way. It's because it's all, it's evil. Anything that goes against free will is evil. Uh, anything against so-called quote-unquote capitalism is away a, a from freedom. You have no free will. You controlled everything. If you control the market completely, like the government does... You could you control things. You you feel like you're in control. You have power, and that's you know really what it's all about. I, I I'm telling you, they're trying to move everybody into cities, so that the rest of the land could be left for the frolicking of the animals. You and you'll be living in one of those cubicle rooms, because us old people are stupid. And these young kids got it right. They they only need about I don't know how many square feet, but uh, I, I I guess this bus I'm sitting in, yeah, it's about the right size. Good thing I didn't get the big bus; they would have took part of it. <laughs> I, well, you gotta laugh because if you don't laugh, you're gonna just cry. It's getting dicey out there. I mean, seriously, dicey. This government's moving pretty fast right now. You're about to see a lot of things happen. And no one's stopping them. Nope. And that's why. If somebody had already if they had already pushed back and started impeaching Obama, would would stop. But they just they just keep walking around saying we can't impeach him. We can't impeach him. We don't have the votes. We can't impeach him. We don't have the votes. How do you know you don't have the votes till you have the votes? That's the other thing to do, they twist people's arm until they know how many, who's going to vote how and when and why before they even bring something up to be voted on. How about the old-fashioned way? You just bring it up and let chips fall where they may. It's not like you guys are doing anything important up there. Moving along, I think. You have a button? I do. Push the button. <laughs> imperceptible the way they gain their ground they steal an inch just to take a mile every time you turn around they assassinate our liberties and cause me sleepless nights every time they pass another firearms law they assault my bill of rights as they plead for public safety and they press on towards their goal I say the Brady Bill is a stab in the back in the fight for gun control. Cause I'm a fight to keep alive freedom in the Bill of Rights native on American. Who's gonna rise and take a stand, draw a line in the sand, hold the line till kingdom come. So if they ever try to legislate, send the troops to confiscate before the dirty deed gets done. Somebody's blood on down the street might run If they ever try to come and take my gun No, they better never try to come
Okay, thank you, Carl Klein, Klein with a K dot com. Of course, that means it's time for the Second Amendment report. Go ahead. Bad timing. <laughs> what? Because we almost have to go to a commercial. <laughs> what is this thing? <laughs> you got like a minute to to start this. What are you? What's this thing? Okay, this is a letter you got from Arletta Cockroach when you were talking about guns. And December seventeenth, twenty fifteen. Yeah, and this is the nice little form uh, letter he said because you told him uh, no, you're not going to take away our guns. I forget you did like this really in depth email to him, and this was a fax. It wasn't a fax, and this was this little curt thing he sent back because he he he's a fifth generation Montanan, an avid sportsman. That's not what it's about. Uh, I know, but everybody says that. Everybody, uh, politicians all do that. It's not about hunting. There's no hunting, even in the Second Amendment, that wasn't necessary. It's just redundant. Well, read a little bit of what he says before we take a break. Okay. Dear Mr. Bonner. Thank you for contacting me to express your support for protecting our Second Amendment rights. I value your point of view, and you will be pleased to know that I strongly agree. As a fifth-generation Montanan and avid sportsman, I know the Second Amendment is essential to our way of life in Montana. And I will continue to defend this constitutional right. Uh, constitutional is capitalized there, Steve. <clears throat> constitutional right like you i believe private sale background checks assault firearm bans and magazine limitations among other proposals would not change the underlying problems behind violent crimes i believe we need to strictly enforce current laws forbidding potentially dangerous persons from possessing a firearm but i will continue to stand firmly against any proposal that undermines montana's second amendment rights Again, thanks for contacting me. It is my number one priority to in Congress. Yeah, you don't have to do all that crap. <laughs> That's just standard the, the going blah, blah. to yeah, going standard blah blah, going to his website and the whole bit. You see, this is what I don't like about what he says though. Uh, he's he doesn't understand the Second Amendment. This is Steve Daines, right. so everybody knows. He's our elected cockroach. Yeah, he's he's a senator now. Well, right, he was, our he representative. was a representative, right? He votes pretty good. He votes pr pretty much the way I want him to anyway, uh, but he, not for the right reasons. But, you know, you take what you can get. At least at least it isn't Tester, the other one. He gives me all these, too. <laughs> I had to stop writing letters because and send faxes because they return letters. And I, I got tired of trying to keep them, so I sent emails now. They just sent me a a form email instead of a form letter, see? And I save paper. I'm saving trees. Yes, I know. But the, again, he the first thing he says is an avid sportsman. Yeah, I don't really care about that. Uh, yes, he got the part where it had nothing to do with it. But then he goes straight, right into where I said, he, in my letter, do not do, do not go, do not go to mental health. Do not do it. It's a trap. You walk it right into it. And who's going to decide who's mental? The the bureaucracy. The bureaucrats, the federal government, the same ones that don't let any of our uh, soldiers that have served overseas in combat uh, purchase firearms. Oh, because they all have 
PTSD. Bill Clinton signed an executive order back for Vietnam veterans, and nobody remembers it, I guess, and uh, said because they have post-traumatic stress disorder that all of them have it, and they, therefore they can't, they can't buy guns. That's been going on since Bill Clinton, and people, you, there's no way to get off the darn list. And they're doing it to the ones right now that coming home from overseas that have served. They go on the list. They're not allowed to, not allowed to buy firearms. It's amazing. It's all going, all this is going on and nobody even knows about it. Look, it says quite clearly the most important part of the Second Amendment is the end. Because that's when it says what the people's rights are. It does not say the militia's right to own a gun or keep bare firearms. It's it's not, it, just because it says militia in the first part doesn't mean it means militia, because it doesn't. It says quite because we need all these things. The first part of Second Amendment because we need all these things, the people's right to keep bare arms shall not be infringed. It didn't say the militia's right. It said the people's. And that's more important than start talking about the unorganized militia or the militia definition in statutory law because uh, then only males between uh, 18 and 45 would be able to buy firearms. And women couldn't either. So, yeah, no, that's that came after the guns. That stuff, they rules they made up has nothing to do with it. Again, the people need to have keep and bear arms because the people need to be able to be called upon in times of need to... to Defend the nation. And defend against a tyrannical government. Oh, of course. That and sel- and self-defense of friends, families, neighbors, and thyself. You can do just about whatever you want with your gun as long as it's lawful. All right, we got to go to break. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. <laughs> socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 
Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 That's 800-764-9168. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, hour half of one. That really does bug me. <laughs> what? What bugs you? The first freaking thing that he's Steve Danes is an open sportsman. They all do it. It's so ridiculous. Every it every Montana so ev- bad. Every Montana politician starts with that because ev- everybody's into the outdoors here. It's like Alaska, hunting, fishing, hiking, and horsemanship, whatever. Snowmobiling. Can't believe people actually go spend all that money to go get stuck in the snow someplace. I, I, you can do that for next to nothing. You don't need a fancy snowmobile. <laughs> anyway, uh, this next article that you're going to read, uh, there's just there's governors, please, please, governors, know thy power. Gosh, Brian, everybody's a mini me of the federal government. Right. The state governments, right down to the local governments, right down to the town and counties. All of it, because they all want, they all want to be seen as important and powerful. And they don't realize they're supposed to be lowly servants. There are servants. They're not supposed to feel anything else but servitude. Hey, uh, you know, talk to butlers over there to, in Britain. They love to they love the butlering life. They're servants. 
That's they're they're happy with that. We don't have anything like that over here. I wonder why we don't do that over here. Do rich people have butlers and maids yes. and all that stuff? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, but Brian, I don't want to be a butler. No, I don't want to be a butler either. But if you want to be a butler, you should be allowed to be a butler. I understand that, but I'm not going to be anybody's serf either. Well, you're not going to be a public servant then, because if you go to work for the government, you work for me. So yeah, that works. Yeah, they don't think so. I don't care what they think. All right, uh, let's let's see. Let's make it absolutely perfectly clear to them. We'd have to get we'd have to get a lot of people on board first, though. Stop paying your taxes. Just stop paying your taxes. They don't need you. They don't work for you. Well, if they don't work for us, why are we paying them? (laughs) Why are you giving them money? They don't work for you. Well, then I'm not giving you my money. I don't pay. I don't give money to people that don't work for me. Unless it's a charity and you're not a charitable case. Well, it's a plan. I'm talking about, now we're talking about local government property taxes. So you need a lot of landowners to go in with it, with you. uh, Because that's the money they use to play with to do everything in your local government. Including public schools. Which is over 60% of your taxes goes to public school. Considering, considering how much money they were paying in property taxes when I left New York, which was, my God, 1995, I can't imagine what it is now. And yet you have nothing. <laughs> the, the streets are horrible. The highways have potholes. It's just, it's just you get all this money and you don't get anything for it. New York City's the worst. My God. They had to start driving SUVs because they're hitting potholes at 55 miles an hour. And, uh, yeah, most cars break when you do that. Anyway, let's move along. This is from the Ass Ocean Press. Washington Governor Jay Inslee signed an executive order last Wednesday aimed at curbing gun violence by improving data sharing among government agencies and starting a new public health campaign on suicide prevention. Again, following in Obama's little footsteps with the executive orders. Yep. Public health campaign on suicide prevention. Also, uh, what they're doing here is to say, we got to make sure we get guns. People that don't shouldn't have guns can't get guns. No, that's not what your job is. Your job is not to do anything with guns. Shall not be infringed, touched, messed with, uh, in any way, chewed around the edges. Nothing. Zip, zilch, nada. Uh, nothing. No reason. No, not even reasonable. Nope, nothing. Doesn't say anything in there about reasonable. It says absolutely don't do anything. So that's what they should be doing on guns. Nothing. In other words, repealing all the statutes they already do have. But no, they're going to make sure that anybody who takes an antidepressive, ADD, ADHD, uh, SRI uptake inhibitors, blah, 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 and the list goes on. Anybody that takes any psych med will automatically be on the list of no guns. The overwhelming majority of the populace in the United States of America are on these drugs. Yes, I know. Isn't that frightening? And one of the things we always have in common in these mass shootings was, you guessed it, psych meds, antidepressive stuff. 
And, of course, the most important one, gun-free zone. We tell them, you, you make some a gun-free zone, and you're just asking for people to get killed. Then when people get killed, do they say, oh, look, you were right? No. They say, we got to make more gun control laws. Anything to make more laws restricting our liberties. Anything. And all you special interest people out there with all these little mad, mad, you know, people out there that get all these legislations, screw up our lives. God has a special place in hell prepared for you, just so you know. You do not take away our individual liberties, our inalienable rights, our right to freely choose. These things are granted by God, not by our government, but by our God. If you don't have a God, I don't know where your power, I don't know where your rights come from. It must come from the magic fairy. Oh, wait, but he has them anyway. God-given rights, and he's an atheist. Unalienable rights, you can't give them away. You can't give them up. You can't take it without force. So they must believe in something. They've got these unalienable rights. Where'd they come from? Did they come from the Wizard of Oz? All right. (laughs) Curbing fun. They've done nothing to curb any gun violence at all. Not one law that they have ever passed gun control out. Not one of them, not one of them has brought down crime. Not one of them. The only things that have brought down crime is concealed carry permits. Everywhere they've been enacted, crime, especially violent crime, way down. Other places where guns banned, like, well, New York City, Chicago, Detroit, these places, uh, D.C., this guy, Los Angeles, massive violence, gun violence and all this stuff. And yes, I know the inner city helps with that, but you can leave those out of it. And still, it's the same thing. Every It seems every criminal's got guns where innocent people aren't allowed to have them. And heck, you don't even need one. If it, a knife scares the heck out of people. <laughs> you could, that, I, I see the people get stuck up with screwdrivers. Laugh. You don't think you want to get picked. I don't think you want to be stabbed with a screwdriver. Uh, all right. Let's have more laws. Remember we said about the rubber band. Uh, you probably won out three or four of them by now. Less laws, less laws. All right. We cannot... We are not afraid to take action here in Washington State, Inslee said, after criticizing an action by Congress on gun violence. Inslee appears to be the first governor in the nation to take action on the issue after an announcement earlier this week by President Caesar Baracus Obaminus <clears throat> regarding an executive order. Inslee praised Obama's plan to create a more sweeping definition of gun dealers as a way to increase the number of sales requiring background checks. Both leaders are Democrats. Let's be clear. They want all guns gone. Let's be clear. That starts with gun registration. Let's dig into this a little bit. Now, the idea is to get as many people as possible on... 
if they can if they can every legal sale if they can get every legal sale of a firearm oral firearms in America so if if they can get every single time it transfers from person to person to person they know where that gun is and they know who has it automatic gun registration once they reach that point they know where every gun is and they only have to know where most of them is and uh then comes confiscation this mental health stuff uh the va is notorious i'm i'm glad i've got doctors here that just kind of leave me alone but uh other whack job doctors in other places that are more i don't know what's the word commie there's no need for any more gun control laws there shouldn't be any shouldn't have been any anyway again last count years ago over a decade ago 22,000 laws on the books on gun control and look mass shootings are still happening Uh uh-huh you want to cut down on the mass shootings? Don't worry about who can have guns and who can't have guns. I'm tired of that reasonable discussion. Anybody who's on the street as a citizen has that unalienable right to keep and own firearms. That means purchasing them as well. There are no reasonable restrictions. That's why it says, shall not be infringed. And of course, demon grads. Well, here you go. From now on, the only kind of gun control in America should be hitting your target. Let's go make that a campaign, all right? Plenty of stuff we could play around with. Uh, Just got to have the health and the time. As the result of a successful 2014 ballot measure... Washington State already has expanded background checks to include online sales and purchases at gun shows. Hey, doofusai. How could you say they expanded background checks to include online sales when every online sale must go from one gun dealer to a gun dealer of your choice to receive the firearm, and then you have to get a background check to get the gun back from the dealer. There, This already happens. They did away with mail-order guns in 1960, I can't remember, 1960-whatever, when they did this, the big gun law after, after Kennedy was shot. And, they, yeah, he supposedly bought the rifle mail-order. That wasn't the problem. Uh, There were other problems. Look, nobody's going to be 100% safe anywhere at any time, no matter what you do. And no laws are going to make you any safer. They just give you the illusion of being safer. You're no safer. Criminals don't follow the law. They break the law. They know you follow the law. That's why they'll rob you, because you won't have a gun. 
on. So they keep talking about these online sales. It's ridiculous. The federal gun laws already require that. So there's, no there's nothing about Washington. What does Washington State need more? The, the same exact law that the federal government has. The initiative came the same year the state saw two deadly campus shootings in Marysville. A high school student killed three 14-year-old girls and a 15-year-old boy after inviting them to lunch in the cafeteria, authorities said. Earlier, a 19-year-old student was killed and two others wounded in a shooting at Seattle Pacific University. And again, where were the guns? Well, if all the all the stu- honest people like guns, uh, then you know they could shoot the bad people before they finish shooting all the good people. What do you think? Let's try that. Or you could just wait for the police to come, and as we've seen, that's too late. Legislative Democrats in California A also applauded the president's action and are planning a package of gun control measures, but they have yet to introduce the proposals. The effort was launched after the San Bernardino attack that killed the 14 in December. Understand, these are all opportunities for politicians to steal yet more liberty from you. Instead of, if they really cared about citizens dying, they'd arm everybody. In a matter of no time, there'd be hardly any bad people around doing violent crimes. Because they'll be dead. And they won't even get to procreate and pass that nonsense on. See, guns save so many things. They're so special. They're magical. They can make the weakest person as strong as the mightiest man. Well, on top of that... They, they, these elected cockroaches could care less about me and you. They have armed guards guarding them. They have an agenda. They are progressives. They're like, they're like the, Isl- the Islam people. They want to take over the world. One wants to do it with religion. Another wants to do it with ideology. And they're natural born allies, which is why nobody's kicking Muslims out of this country, and especially care and uh, no, the other whatever other Islamic idiotic appeasement people are running around lying constantly I mean I couldn't believe I heard what actually try and say that is Islam he said meant something wonderful I forget what it was but we already all know right what Islam translates to right just like when they Laraza said it my, you don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't mean the race. Yes, it does. La, the, raza, race. Direct translation. Look at that. You know what Islam equals? Submission. Islam means submission. So they're working together with the commies and the socialists, which are really commie, kind of commies anyway. And then you got the progressives, and then you got the, I don't know, you get some anarcho-socialists, and it doesn't matter. All labels meaning nothing. Either you're a person that wants individual liberty, or you're a person that wants collectivism. If you're a statist collectivist, you're just not interested in what we're selling. You don't obviously use your liberties, so you wouldn't notice if they were gone. 
And that's what it usually is like in a city because when you live with people all crawling all over you all, all the time, I mean, you got, you're hearing your neighbors fighting in the hall, you know, in the, in the apartment next door. It, someone's screaming here. There's a dog barking over there. Sirens are blurring. There's all this noise and cacophony all the time in the city. Boy, I don't miss that. Uh, it messes with your head. You don't feel very like you have much liberty while you're walking down a sidewalk shoulder to shoulder with people. I mean, it's almost impossible to not touch somebody in New York City okay, walking so down the street. There's even in this article, sheriffs are like hailing this. Okay, King County, if you just move on, because we can just move on. King County Sheriff John Urquhart said the governor's actions will help law enforcement get a better handle on where street guns are coming from and may help them follow up on the people who try to buy guns but failed to do so because of the background check system. That has nothing to do with it. Uh, well, actually, the next paragraph that I was about to read has something pretty important in it. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Legislative Democrats in California also applaud the president's action and planning pact to control measures, but they have yet to introduce the proposals. Oh, well, that's not the sentence. That's not the paragraph. This is. California President Pro Tem Kevin DeLeon, Democrat Los Angeles, said in an interview last month that the bills will include ways to address so-called ghost guns. I see, yeah, I, they, you can build a gun at home. You can. There's a way to do it. And I know how, but I don't talk about it because, well, I don't want everyone to know. Uh, yeah, you you can build it from parts at home and then it, it's not registered. You know, it, it's nobody, you have no record of sale. Because when you go to any dealer, the, the dealer has to keep that record forever of that sale. And good luck. The BATFE can come in at any time they want and inspect and look over those look over those forms, take down people's information, whatever they want, and you can't stop them. That's another reason I didn't become an FFL. I don't. I, no, I don't agree to you coming in and turning my place upside down every time you feel like it. But yeah, you can. There, it is a real thing. Ghost guns. You can look it up on the internet, and uh, then I won't be in trouble. But we'll have to talk about this on the other side of the breaks. Young Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who who have the power to bring him back to life. How horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E1 through E6 in all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. Okay, we have a little humor for you called You Might Be a Liberal. 
If you think Durka Durka Mirtha Jihad is your hero, you might be a liberal. If you sit around all day thinking about ways of getting rid of President George W. Bush, you might be a liberal. If your children are channel surfing on the television and they come across the Fox News channel and suddenly stand up and yell, Heil Hitler! Uh, you might be a liberal. If you think Rush Limbaugh is the Antichrist, you might be a liberal. If you think the United Nations should rule the world, you might be a liberal. If you feel that Bill Clinton was the best president in the history of the United States of America, you might be a liberal. If you vote for a candidate because they are good-looking, you might be liberal. If you think Nancy Pelosi is brilliant, you might be liberal. If you base your life on the slogan, if it feels good, do it, you might be liberal. If you're waiting for your topia to begin, you might be a liberal. If you believe there is no right or wrong, but it's a personal decision, man, you might be a liberal. And lastly, if you name your children Moon Unit, Apple, or Seven, you might be a liberal. no calls for alarm. We have everything under control. Oh, uh, because we know that something from nothing leaves something. Cause you gotta have something to run an economy. Something from nothing leaves something. Oh, this is so exciting. Oh my God, dude, look how dirty and crappy everything is. Eric? Costa Rica is a third world country. These people are much poorer than those in the U.S. Well, why the hell don't they get jobs? You use my middle name. What a nasty campaign. I'm not ashamed of my middle name. It rhymes with change. Bahrain and John Wayne. I'm the next JFK, but just call me B.O. today. Can you refrain from using my middle name? Now let me explain. It causes Oprah stress and strain. I believe we can collectively come together and change. This is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. On behalf of all my conservative rocker friends, I'd like to thank the brave members of our fine armed forces for putting their lives on the line every day to protect our liberty. Thank you.
I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course in handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Hour 2. I didn't mean to rush you in this uh, article because it's really, really long. I don't know how far it's you It's a really, really important topic, that's why. And it's very, very complicated and it's very, very emotional. And that's the one thing that should not be messed with, guns and emotional. Those two things don't mix. So all you people that don't know anything about firearms, you've never picked one up in your life, you don't want to pick one up in your life, how about you leave the rest of us the hell alone? Because we're not giving up our guns. Well, you can come for it one bullet at a time. See how, see who runs out of people before I run out of ammo. Ghost guns, yeah. This is see. I knew this was going to happen because some people start putting out on on the survival th- stuff, uh, the preppers. And I meant, man, if the go- government gets a hold of this, <laughs> just fix that. They'll stop it. It's a, see. Got to be careful about what you put on the internet. Unfortunately. Yes, and it's even worse now. The FCC and FTC are both in charge of the Internet now. Uh, The same ones that are in charge of all kinds of communications in this country forever. Oh, this will be joyful. They're not going to do anything. No, no, there won't be new fees, taxes, nothing like that, I bet. Uh, Yeah, I bet they pass that sales tax thing sooner or later, too. And that'll be the end right there of... Between the FTC, the FCC, and the merchants, it, it it's over. The it, what everything good about the internet will be gone. How could you let the how could you let them come into our free place? There was no government intervention on the internet. That's why it did so well, as opposed to the economy, which is under their control. Now the internet's going to be under their control. What could go wrong? Well, the first thing, probably giving away all the name servers. I think I covered that already. They did it, didn't they? They said they were going to do it. States, however, are limited in what gun law legislations legislators can enact. Why? I don't understand that sentence. Why? Why are they limited? What? There's nothing. How are they limited? only by their state constitutions. Still, much of what the president has proposed is already in effect in Washington, California, and a handful of other states. Yes, that's who's supposed to make laws about whatever they want to make laws about. Uh, It's the states. The states control. These are all state issues. See, you can have the idiot states that want all this. They can have it. 
and they have all the problems with that, and then we can have it our way, and we'll deal with all the problems that arise from that. And we'll see who's happier. Maybe we'll both be happy. Delusional progs, they don't really know anything, so if you tell them this is prog heaven, they'll think it's true, even if it's not. In his executive order, Inslee said firearm deaths now exceed motor vehicle crash fatalities in the state. What? Wait, you got to be kidding me. In your state? You got pretty tough gun control laws. You want more? You th- How could it? It's not going to change anything. It's going to make it worse. And now it says that 80% of firearm deaths were suicides. Oh, BS. How many of them, how many did they count were suicide by cop? The other thing is they're rot. The state has nothing but illegal aliens in it. How many is gun uh, gang well, related? Washington and California, it says. <clears throat> so Washington, they already have Washington. Now everybody else wants it. Look, all the Prague, all you blue states out there, I don't really care. This is not my problem. This is a state issue. This is a state doing it. I can't help you. It's your state. Fix it. And don't come to our state. Yeah, this is a talk. <laughs> this is a talk radio show. You get information. You get news analysis, and <clears throat> you go and do with it whatever you may. I'm not a weapon. I'm not a one man solving machine. Uh, I have my solution to the problem. We're working this solution. There are plenty of people out there that picked it up and ran with it. Good for them. Uh, it's got to start from the ground up because until everybody in your state that's in office is like-minded, it's not time to do anything. Hear, hear me, Bundies? Hint, Bundies. Hint. Your exit plan. Uh, make it quick. And get the heck out of there. It's too early. We'll need you later. Don't get messed up now. Inslee, who is seeking re-election later this year, outlined his plans with representatives of the University of Washington School of Social Work. Oh, my freaking God, really? Wow, the left coast just keeps getting so much worse than I ever expected to. It's the salt water. Oh, my God, it corrodes the synapses, huh? Wow. Mm. Director of the Harborview Injury Prevention and Research Center. Uh, it calls for better data analysis of the effectiveness of gun safety ever. This is your money being paid to other people to do stuff that the government's not even supposed to be doing in the first place. Check your constitution. Know your constitution inside and out. Know your statute laws inside and out. Don't let police bully you either. If you know you're not in violation of the law, you can cite the law to the police officer. Well, then you do it. Now, I wouldn't push it overly, but make make it a point to do it once. So when you go fight that ticket incident, whatever the case may be, uh, you can use it. No, I don't. It, what's happening to police officers, by the way, I don't know if we have any of that, uh, is wrong. It's It's ridiculous. It's horrific. It's nonsense. Yes, I said we're forming a police state. I didn't say go kill policemen. You need to get the people that are 
making the policies of the police force change their ways, go back to protect and serve, go back to SWAT only in extreme circumstances. But then we can't justify the money it costs and the training and the da 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 Well, then I guess you'll have to do without all that. Because what did sheriffs do before SWAT teams came around? Oh, I remember. They got posses up, right? Other citizens with firearms to go with the law enforcement officer to catch the bad guys. Let's go back to that. Because as most sheriffs have already learned, we are the first responders. We are the first line of defense, not the police. They're mostly investigative and arrests. But protection, they'd love to if they could. And if they can, they will. Most of them. But they just, they can't be everywhere all the time. Right, that's why we played the PSA from Sheriff Clark. That's exactly what he was saying. We're partners now. Yeah, but and uh, that that's because of all the uh, cuts, cuts, I guess. Um, there's more than one, though. Who was the other? It, there was another sheriff that just came out who was doing the same thing. I don't know. I don't know who it is. I, saw, I read it in, on the internet, and I don't remember. But uh, more and more are doing it because it's the, it's the right thing to do. And any decent sheriff you, you elected that has any notion and understanding of, of freedom, liberty, they know. And they're, that's the people you want there because they're not going to arrest you and uh, get the DA to twist his arm to get you to court and blah, 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 blah. Uh, you want the guys there to get go, what are you talking about? That's ridiculous. Leave them alone. <laughs> that That's what you really want. You want the sheriff to be able to tell his deputies, no, you're not going to arrest him for that. Just tell him not to do that again and go away. That's that's what we need. Yeah, I wouldn't mind an Andy Griffith either, but uh, he's trying a funny idea about guns. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't like call for Andy Griffith. All right, so this article, back to it, it calls for better data analysis of the effectiveness of current gun safety efforts, looking for failures in the state's current methods of sharing information among law enforcement and social service agencies, and eyeing gaps in the state's firearm purchasing laws. Inslee wants to look into better adolescent depression screening. Why? So you give them antidepressives so they can uh, get guns and go shoot up the school? Because that's what happened in Columbine. In all the shootings, really. Uh, <clears throat> initiate a campaign focused on suicide prevention and develop culturally appropriate crisis prevention culturally what is culturally appropriate thank you oh i know telling people they're not allowed to have firearms or telling them they have to keep them in a safe empty and blah 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 that's what they're talking about culturally appropriate crisis prevention oh go get his guns because he's gonna kill himself or I, they just they just say whatever they want go, go do a wellness check they call it from the va uh Gun crime is the scourge that has scarred thousands of families in every corner of our state because you've got too tight of gun control laws, you doofus. 
The answer is the opposite of what, of what these people come up with every time. It's the opposite. Whatever they want to do, the progs, the answer, the true answer is the opposite. If everybody had guns, people would be afraid to screw with everybody. And it you would be a very polite society. I was uh, See, I was confused too, but you didn't finish that sentence. And develop culturally appropriate crisis prevention I, and treatment services for Native Americans and Alaskan Natives. I guess there's a lot of Alaskan Natives in Washington State. Again, but the crisis prevention is code word for take their guns away. Oh, I understand that, but I was just... How do they I, even have the right to do that on the, federal got, res- on the reservation? They're an independent nation. I got confused I, I don't understand. culturally. <laughs> culturally appropriate crisis prevention and treatment services uh, because they, they're they going to make it keyed specifically to them somehow. I, I, I'd be so offended as an Indian these days. <laughs> I know. I'd be like, hey, please stop. The freaking <laughs> mascots, man, come on. I grew up with the chiefs and I grew up with the Indians and I grew up with all these Indian names of all these different teams. And you want to change them? No, I've my teams. I like that name. Leave it alone. Well, I, they had a whole bunch of chiefs of Native American tribes in right on the the fifty yard line in the with the uh, guys on the bench. Seminole was that the one with the Seminoles? I, I, I think Down in Florida? it might have been. I can't remember. I just remember the picture in my mind. I'm a. I remember things visually. But yeah, I, I, I was just—it was funny because there was—it was the team that they said the mascot the Indians found offensive, but all the Indians were quite happy to go at the game and to take a photo op and everything else. I don't think they're overly offended about the name. What do you think? And even if they were, why would we care? What are they going to do? Scalp us? They're so poor and destitute right now. I'd be surprised if they could own a gun. Oh, no, the rich people, those, those are the chiefs and the council members. The little natives, they don't get much of that uh, that money that comes from the casino. So back here, he says, this will be data-driven approach. Ugh. What data-driven approach? Data could be anything that helps us identify the people and places most susceptible to gun crime and suicide, Inslee said. Gun crime is a scourge that has scarred thousands of families. Why do they keep repeating everything? No, you did. You jumped ahead. No, I said this already. Yeah, you jumped ahead. No, I did. I'm telling you, it's up there. You want me to prove it? Look at your own copy. Uh, Anyway, it's a scourge we can, should, and will help prevent. You cannot prevent. Government cannot prevent anything. Do you understand? Nothing. That's not their job. Hell, the government is even preventing us from being invaded. Well, because it doesn't fit into the progressive agenda, and everybody knows, since everybody's connected across the country in these mini-me's, that that's the right way to go. you got to toe the party line. Get in line. No, no free thinkers. Get in line. You can't... Let's put it this way. Again, all the places that have... I guess you would call liberal, in the real sense of the word, uh, gun rights in their state, county, town, etc. Have all seen violent crime just shrink to next to, to next to nothing. Why? Well, first of all, well before you do statistics, do me a favor. 
Uh, no statistics from inner cities allowed, because those are like little, uh, those are like little reservations of their own, aren't they? Yeah, I worked there. Trust me, it's like a, it's a reservation for black people, and only you know, more highly condensed. And they have all the liberties in the world there. They don't follow any laws, so it doesn't restrict them at all. They do whatever they want in the ghetto, whenever they want to do it. They actually have liberty. And you want to know why they don't want, they don't want to get off welfare? <laughs> they can do whatever they want. They get money for doing nothing. All their needs taken care of. Then they go out on the street, do crime for more money. They'll probably have more money than we do. Oh, I guess this this topic is ticking me off today. I've been I just can't believe they're even talking about this, and they're not talking about it. Benghazi, and I'm talking about Fast and Furious. By the way, they just found another gun traced to uh, El Chapo and numerous assassinations by El Chapo that was from Fast and Furious. I just uh, well tweeted if, about that about a half hour ago. If you fast one of if you want to fast forward this, then fast forward fast forward this article. That's the next one. They have all the statistics about Mexico and how all our guns are getting there and got there. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm done talking about gun grabbers. They're kind of boring because they're always, they're just kind of anything, anything to do with a gun is a reason to have gun control. And I would agree if you had my definition of gun control, which is hitting your target. From CNSnews.com. A new federal report reveals that 70% of the firearms seized by Mexican authorities between 2009 and 2014 originated in the United States. In addition, the report shows that the majority of those U.S. originated guns were brought in California, bought in California, Arizona, and Texas. Southwest states that border Mexico. The report from the General Accounting Office was issued on January the 16th and is entitled Firearms Trafficking U.S. Efforts to Combat Firearms Trafficking to Mexico Have Improved, but Some Collaboration Challenges Remain. Between 2009 and 2014, the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives confirmed that Mexican authorities seized 104,850 firearms. Using a sophisticated tracing program called E-Trace, the ATF determined that 73,684 of those weapons, or 70%, originated in the United States. Another 17% of the fire... All right, stop here. I got to stop. This article is nonsense. The ATF Mexico seized 104,850 firearms. Let me try to explain this again. These numbers are going to confuse the heck out of you because the GAO has to use the numbers provided and cannot and have to use all the assumptions that the legislator says they have to use. This is how it works. Mexico 
grabs a lot of guns, right? A certain percentage of those guns are are suspected. Just give it to me so I, I can't even talk right. Oh, sorry. Wow. Uh, that's dry. Anyway, the E-Trace, blah, blah, blah. Sophisticated nonsense. This is how it happens. Mexico grabs a whole bunch of guns. This portion of them are suspected to be from the United States of America. That portion is sent to the BATFE. The BATFE then looks, looks over the weapons and and sees if they can trace them, and and if they could be found to have been in America, come from America. Now, of those guns, 70% were found to originate in the United States. Of the ones Mexico guessed was a small portion of the guns. Just the portion they guessed was sent back. And of that, they were right 70% of the time. That's what that means. But you read this and you'll think, oh my God, 70% of all guns in Mexico are from the United States of America? You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> no. Uh, and, the, and guess what? The AR-15 is not the favorite weapon of the gangs of Mexico. Well, and I like the, the timeline too, 2009 to 2014. Uh, Operation Fast and Furious. Thank you. Ding, 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 ding. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 wait. Yes. Yes. The other one was under Bush. Oh, yeah. Yes, this right. is under. This is just, nine is just. And yeah. you, we couldn't remember the name. Dana Lash actually said it. The name of the one under Bush. And it's a really weird name. And I cannot remember it. Yeah, but that was when I reported on it originally, and that was years ago. That wasn't the name I used. It was a different name. I don't know where... I never heard that name before that she is. But, at any rate, so there's your lie. There's no reason to read the rest of this, I guess. I'll, I'll skim it real fast. Oh, my God. I better talk about this. I didn't even know we cared. Another 17% of the firearms, 17,544 weapons, were traced to other countries, primarily Spain, China, Italy, Germany, and Romania. For the remaining 13%, or 13,622 weapons, the ATF could not trace their origin because there was not enough information available. According to the GAO, many... Look, a gun is just like a hammer. Do we run around trying to figure out whatever, where every hammer came from? No. If someone kills somebody with a hammer, do we walk around making everybody register their hammers? No. Why not? Because it's a tool. Right, so is a gun. According to the GAO, many of the weapons seized are used by Mexican drug cartels and drug trafficking organizations. So this is this is Obama's Fast and Furious. He that was a gun walking program. He let guns walk. The one in the bush was not. They they put GPSs on them. They worked with the Mexican law enforcement, the federales. They worked with the Mexican military. Uh, they were all, we were all on board. The whole operation was joint with Mexico, and then Doofus comes in, cuts Mexico out, and doesn't even want it. Doesn't even trace the guns. Don't put trackers in it. Nothing. Just let him go. Why? He's trying to cause something to happen that he could use for tighter gun control. That's why. 
intentionally trying to cause a crisis that he will be glad to to fix for you. Right. And actually, I'm looking up an article that says it's a, a blog. It's from RGI.com. Anyway, that the ATF agents, that President Bush stopped it, and the ATF agents decided in the fall of 2009 to start up the gun walking practice again. Yes, under under Fast and Furious. Under Fast and Furious, different, exactly. Right. Different name, different program, right. entirely. Right, but it did start in 2009. Right, but because before that it was George W. Bush's government, and he was doing a real thing. Yeah, but then you said he stopped. He stopped it because it wasn't really doing anything. It wasn't, wasn't working. It wasn't working out as it wasn't working out as much as well as they had hoped. So they just stopped the program, right? And then Doofus took yep. started up again, only completely different. Yep, bird. Which is why it has a different name. So anytime someone brings it up, go, oh no, oh no, there was no Operation Fast and Furious until two thousand and nine. No, there wasn't. So now they got to figure out. They probably don't realize it was under a different name, so you'll totally freak them out when you do this. <laughs> it's it's fun when it's in person because people like look confused and lost suddenly. Nobody's ever said that to them before. They have no answer. There's no talking point. What do I do? Run back, run back to Daily Coast and get your answers. <laughs> get you quite whatever. Uh, okay, the weapon of choice for drug traffickers is a long rifle such as an AR-15 type model, a shotgun, or an AK-47 type model, said the GAO. For shotguns or handguns, 9mm semi-autos and 38 revolvers are popular with the drug gangs in Mexico. But, shortguns, they like shortguns for shortguns. We did we just come back from a break? It a long time like. ago. <laughs> All right, we have to go to another commercial break. Can you believe it? It's Young Cooperative Radio Show. Stay tuned, calls. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. The mainstream media has failed the American people once again. Internet radio networks like Red State Talk Radio will not fail you. Tune in 24 hours a day. Studios A and B. Great conservative programming around the clock. Red State Talk Radio. The dominant force in Internet conservative talk radio. Grandma, can you come out and play? Sure, Ellie. Oh, my. You might want to come here and help Grandma. What's the matter, Grandma? Can't you stand? Oh, sorry, honey. It's my knees. They don't work the way they used to. Does this ever happen to you? Are you on Medicare? You may qualify for a pain-relieving knee brace at little or no cost to you. Call the health hotline to see if you qualify. Our friendly agents are standing by 24-7 to help you. We also have braces for your shoulder, ankle, or back pain. And if you're covered by Medicare, you may qualify for free delivery. Grandma, slow down. I can't keep up. Maybe you can use a knee brace too, Ellie. (laughs) Catch me if you can, kiddo. Call now to get your pain-relieving knee brace. 800-368-6704. 800-368-6704. 800-368-6704. 
That's 800-368-6704. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 That's 800-764-9168. Okay, welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Half of two. Half of hour two. I know it confuses people. When they, they, I bet that people out there, what, is this, what does half of hour two mean? <laughs> I'm just playing with you. All right, so how far are we going to go into this minutiae? Oh, I'm just curious to is. see what their favorite models are based on, I don't know, uh, a news person. Least person qualified to talk about guns on the planet probably uh okay so they also like sharp guns or handguns nine millimeter semi-autos and 38 revolvers are popular obviously they don't like the big kickbacks huh those are usually the what women just choose usually is uh nine millimeter 38 revolvers or 380 auto something along those lines but they're little down there aren't they yes yeah, little people are mean. They just In recent years, Mexican authorities have seized military grade weapons such as fifty caliber machine guns. Well, you get it from us because we don't have any fifty caliber machine guns. Rocket launchers, nope, don't have any of those. Grenade launchers, nope, but yes, we are allowed to have rocket launchers and grenade launchers. Those are arms that are carried by the military and therefore those are arms we're supposed to be allowed. Or I should say 
that the federal government is not allowed to disallow. Um, blah, 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 blah. But these weapons usually originated from Central American military stockpiles and not the United States. In addition to the large number of rifles and handguns coming from the United States, that's not a large number. Again, they were 70% right about the guns they thought came from the United States of America. Not of all the guns seized in Mexico. That is not true at all. Infinitesimal amount from USA when you account for all firearms confiscated by Mexico. Well, you could look it up. Right? My memory is my source, and you don't have to believe me, and I don't want you to believe me. Go look it up. Sometimes you might not find it. Sometimes these people, you know, they scour the Internet. They get rid of it. When that happens, though, I like to know about it. So if you find that, let me know so I can go back to it and check it out. In addition to the large number of rifles and handguns covered in the United States... GAO found most of firearms seized in Mexico came from U.S. southwest border states. Again, most of the firearms seized in Mexico and thought to be of Amer- coming from America that was shipped to the BATFE for their examination of that small portion of firearms actually collected by the Mexican government, 70% were said to be correctly from the United States of America. Not 70% of all the guns collected in Mexico. No, that's the lie the progs are spinning. That is a out-out blatant lie. They do this all the time. Know, know the situation. How they do these gun things is very important for you to know, not be duped by some idiot quoting nonsense to you. Seized guns were traced to all 50 states, but most came from Texas, California, and Arizona, said the GAO. Uh, Also because they probably have some kind of way for you to trace guns in those states, I guess. I have no idea how this is happening. Plus, those three states, four states, have nothing but illegal aliens in them. Well, they have a large population of illegal aliens in them, and uh, enough that they're feeling like they are taking back Atslan. They might, the way things are going with this administration, uh, the the total crap we put up there in Washington, no matter where they're from or what letters after their name, if they don't stop this and they've done nothing to do so, they will succeed by taking over the Southwest in sheer numbers. And they're letting them do it. And you're letting them let, let them do it. See, because we're in charge of the government. We're supposed to say no, and they're supposed to listen. If they don't listen, we're supposed to whack their pee-pee. We've we've lost this notion. For some reason, you're willing to put your destiny in the hands of politicians. Our government is unique. It can't work without citizens controlling the government. Once that stops, once we stop paying attention, that's when it all started falling apart. And it's been falling apart for a very, very long time. Now we're going to really have to work for decades to restore the republic. But we don't have that much time, Brian. God damn it. Well, you know, at any time, if things get sporty and the revolution jumps, then the revolution jumps. 
it doesn't change our goal of starting from the ground up, starting with the schools, local government, all the way up. No matter what time this happens, it's still, it was worth doing that. Because look how many people you woke up in your county, in your city. And, you, and, and okay, so your state isn't going to be the one. But another state is, and you can go to that state if you so choose. And that's what the whole thing is about in the United States. If you don't like one state, go to a different one. It'll be different. No more is one size fits all from the national government. That's absolutely verboten. Um... Wait, now, now that crack media matters is going to say, oh man, I, I just, I, I hope nobody from media matters is listening tonight because I'm in trouble. <laughs> what I just said, they're going to jump all over that. Uh, all right. So let's get back to, I don't know what we're getting back to Mexico, illegal aliens, guns, drugs. That's really all one issue. Border. Seal the border. Stop immigration for a while. Deport the people that are here. Start deporting Muslims. I, I, I would rather keep the illegal aliens than the Muslims. So if I have a choice, I'm for deporting all Muslims. All of them. I don't care if they're a citizen or not. We're going to take them to court. We're going to find if if they are a Muslim, then you can't live here. Sorry. It's. Your so-called religions designed to take over my country, and we're not allowing that to happen. But there's, there has to be due process. Uh, blah blah blah. The ATF reported that in 2014 there are about 10,134 licensed dealers and pawnbrokers in the four southwest border states: California, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas. Which, by the way, used to be called Tejas with many of them along the border. The weapons are flowing from the United States into Mexico, much in the same way that bulk cash from drug cartel flows back into Mexico across the border, said the GAO. Just as the illegal aliens flow. Wait a minute. Out of all the guns, out of the small portion of guns that they collected, that they sent back, only 70% of those were found to be correct. This is a super minor percentage of guns. How is it flowing? The only time it flew across, it was flowing across the border is when Operation Fast and Furious was in action. I bet it's still in action. Is it still in action? Because that that really does make the guns flow. He's, well, he's just giving them guns and letting them go across the border. With them, no tracking, no nothing. That's what Fast and Furious is. And already has killed more than one border agent. This El Chapo one that was found out, has, uh, I think it was five or seven, no, it was seven murders on it. But you're not going to hear it reported at all. Not unless you, you know, go to the places I go on the internet. But, you know, lamestream media is not going to report any of that at all. I bet they were like, look, he caught El Chapo. I don't watch them, remember. Look, the president caught El Chapo. They're not going to say, oh, and by the way, his Fast and Furious program allowed the guns that crossed the border to be used by Chapo to commit seven murders, assassinations. Well, you tell me. Have you heard it? Firearms that criminal organizations acquire from the United States are primarily transported overland into Mexico using the same routes and methods employed when smuggling bulk cash south and drugs north across the U.S.-Mexican border. Look, if you let the states alone, 
and we just legalize marijuana, that they're all going to have to find somewhere else to make money. So you won't have to. There will be no marijuana coming from across the border because, like we as we see in Colorado, it it tends to uh, push out the criminal element, even though they tax it. So it is at least expensive, if not more than buying illegal drugs on the street, which is asinine. I'm sorry to allow that is asinine. <laughs> No wars. Look, no federal government allowed to have wars, anything in the interior. They're not allowed to do anything in the interior, okay, except protect us. That's it. Nothing else. So they go away. There's not supposed to be a standing army. That's why the Second Amendment was so important. Because in order to be able to raise an army when you need one, the populace must be well-versed in firearms. Otherwise... You have people hitting, not hitting their targets all the time, and that doesn't help. You can't teach marksmanship in six, eight, twelve weeks. It can't be done. It takes years of practice. Anyway, as far as that, we don't have to worry about the If we seal the border, there'll be nothing going anywhere, in or out. No problem. Oh, they'll find other ways. Well, good. Let them find other ways, and then we'll find other ways to stop them. Let's play the game instead of just saying, I quit. When did Americans become quitters? Let's just play the game, and let's see what happens. Before we already say, well, might as well not even play. We're going to lose anyway. What? You still play the game. And you, if you're really good at it, you won't lose. To obtain firearms in the United States, the DTOs or their agents typically rely on store purchases. People who can legally buy guns and pass a background check, but who lie on the background check form when they say the purchases for themselves, which itself is a felony. Well, problem solved. We shouldn't even have to do this. What difference does it make if it's for somebody else? Oh, but they might not have passed the background check. Well, they're going to find someone else. They're going to pay to do it anyway if they're going to go that route. But most criminals do not use straw port purchasers. That is BS. They, that's one gun at a time. You go in there and go, you go, I bought 20 AR-15s with uh, 100 uh, magazines. And the, gun, the gun deal is going to start going, huh? What? You want what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even have that many guns in magazines. Uh, you know, this is not the... They do not typically rely on store prices. This is so stupid. I got news to you. I could buy guns on the streets of the ghetto cheaper than I could buy them in a store. So, what? The criminals don't go to stores. They don't need to go to the store. It costs them more to go to Why would they do that? Unless it was a very specific firearm, like a fifty caliber or something, uh, I, I can't see where it would. But again, uh, again, if the border wasn't so porous, people couldn't go in and out with guns, money, and drugs, right? That solves the problem. Even though it's a lie, most of their guns come from Central and South America that aren't actually the ones that come from the Mexican government, and a lot of our weapons, by the way, are also stolen from the Mexican government after we give them our equipment 
and they don't tell you about that, right? Like the Zeta, uh, they used to actually be Mexican uh, special forces that we we trained to go fight the drug cartels. Well, they quickly realized that it'd be more money if they just joined with the cartels. So they joined with the cartels, and then they created training grounds, and they, they trained them with the training that we gave them to be super special forces soldiers. And uh, eventually what happened is they decided to take over the whole organization, and they did. And since they could keep training new recruits constantly in special forces tactics that we trained them in, they are one of the scariest cartels down there because it's like going up against the special forces in the U.S. It's just, if, if you're a regular, regular group of guys, you ain't got to do too well. So the store purchase the thing is nonsense. And by the way, why can't I buy my wife a gun for her birthday? Why not? I'm tired of this. By the way, shall not be infringed means I had to pay for a background check. I had to go through a background check. I had to fill out a form. I, I don't want to do any of that. I just want to buy a gun. Oh, it's got to be for you. Can't be for someone else. No gifts. Why not? <laughs> uh, uh, this is ridiculous. Now, now they want me, if I transfer my gun to my wife, I have to have a, her take a background check so I can give her my gun. I'm sorry, am I supposed to do that? Like in the middle of a gunfight or something? I got to hand her my backup and uh, I got to wait, wait. You, you got to go get the background check first. <laughs> Look, let's be honest. These gun laws are goofy because it's not about stopping gun violence. It's about taking away guns so that they can finally end this thorn in their backside called the United States of America that is getting in the way of their new world socialist order. And that's just it. It's all, it's all starting to boil down to that new, that new socialist world order. It's all boiling down to that's what, that's where they're headed. That's why they're doing these things. That's why climate change is the way climate change is. And it's nonsense. And we know that, but it's, so much people that don't know that and will sit there and argue with you talking points till you're blue in the face. Anyway, uh, we all know, uh, for one thing, if this was such a big deal, store purchasers, how come the mayor of New York City, Bloomberg, wasn't arrested for hiring private detectives to go and commit felony, lie on a form? to say they were not going to buy these guns for somebody else, and then they went to the border and handed them to Bloomberg's people, which is a straw purchase, to prove that's how easy it is to do straw purchases. Well, that's nice, but you committed a felony times how many? Every gun. He did it a lot. He should be in prison. He shouldn't be walking the streets. Hitler, he should be in the cell next to him. Abominous next to that. I say we take the whole administration and throw them in prison. Yepers. I'd rather have the criminals out. Yeah. <laughs> they would do less damage. They're easier to control. And you can shoot them. And they like liberty. And they don't like laws. Works for me. There you go. 
And yeah, they're less powerful than the national government. I'd rather have a bunch of criminal people running around the country than a criminal government, which is what we have. Anyway, I... I, I, uh, Are you done? I think I am. Okay. (laughs) I have to reset my brain. Ah! (laughs) I know it. I'm going to reboot here. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on, he's rebooting. Wow. Oh, it's amazing. That topic is makes me so screwed up. Crazy. I can't believe it's still a topic. That we just, ex- so many Americans are so scaredy cats, afraid of liberty. They want to take everyone else's liberty away from them. Look, just because you're too scared to buy a gun and use it, doesn't mean we don't get to use it. Understood? Be scared all you want. When the shooting starts, find the guy with the NRA cap and stand behind him. Moving along. When all else failed, this won the Revolutionary War. This sounds like a different topic. Weren't we on gun control? Yes, but this little tale is going to hit home, hopefully, what you've been saying all along, why we need an armed citizenry. So we're going in his, back in history. Oh, gosh. You can't do that with progs. The History's when they wake up. History starts from when they wake up. It's, they're just useful idiots. And I take full responsibility for my generation's part in creating the education system that has completely destroyed our children. It's not the millennials' fault that the college did what they did and the high school did what they did to them. It is our fault for not paying attention yet again. Now you should pay attention. Too late. Your kid graduated college with a bachelor's degree and he's a functional illiterate. Congratulations. That's a lot of money for nothing. How about we we could have started a grammar school which is making the kid literate before we move him along, right? Reading, writing, and arithmetic. That's all it should be taught in grammar school. That's it. Grammar school meaning, you know, uh, kindergarten through sixth grade. Yeah, sixth grade. Oh, at least it used to be when I went to school. I don't I know, know now. Lord now. knows. I don't know. Maybe they have different classrooms for for every uh, same. I don't know what they do anymore. Uh, anyway, it's a waste of our money. The kids aren't getting educated. They're getting destroyed. And it's time to end it. And that, and that doves nicely into what I said in the beginning about private property owners standing up, standing together to say, we're not paying your taxes anymore. You're not give, You're not serving us. We're not paying you. Goes right along with that. You made my kid an idiot. I'm not paying you property tax to make more kids idiots. Again, it'll take a lot of you standing together. But if you get enough people to stand together, county commissioners can know what to do with themselves. But even though that is along the rate of a revolution, uh, it's not quite a war. But anyway, World Net Daily says, The Bloody Butcher is what colonists call British Colonel Banastra Tarleton. Tarleton, sorry. He led his dragoons, bayonet, and hack hundreds of surrendering Americans 
at Buford's Massacre during the Battle of Waxhaw. May 29th, 1780. In January of 1781, Colonel Banastra Tarleton led 1,200 of Britain's best troops, consisting of British dragoons, regulars, highlanders, and loyalists, in a hot pursuit of the Americans. The British dragoons were a mounted force. They yep. were, they Cal- were like, light cavalry. Yeah, right. Cavalry. I know all this from doing the Women of the Revolution. We actually, the people that you're going to be talking about and the places you're going to be talking about, we've covered all of it through the women that were surrounding these men. Good, because we didn't do it on Patriots Pub. No. Yeah, we did it. Like, I know what the Battle of Cowpens was. It was a really, really... <laughs> anyway, it, it started to change the war. Well, it's good you're, you girls are interested in it, because uh, all three of us were like... So done after the Patriots pub. Uh, <laughs> we're like, uh, well, it, we went further than the original plan was just the end of the Constitutional Convention. We went further. We got into slavery and other stuff. But then it was just not working and we weren't feeling it. And it was just like, no, it's it's over. Well, tell, we're going to be going to a break soon. So why don't you tell them about the Patriots pub? U.S. history, founding fathers, the founding put into perspective. In other words, the whole the whole project is to show you exactly what was going on, so that what the colonists were doing, why they said they were doing it, what they were doing, and why. Altogether, without there, there's no telling you what to think. We give you the facts. You take away what you want. And there's a, after each section, the three of us discuss what we read, and. Uh, that's it. Apolitical. No politics allowed. No references to modern day politics. None of it. It is purely factual. You go through that, you know the Constitution rock solid. Nobody can touch you. PatriotsPub.us. PatriotsPub.us. U.S. History, the Founding Fathers. Just the facts. And don't forget to check out the war. After that, go to the War of the Women of the Revolution. I want to say War of the Women. The <laughs> Women of the Revolution. And uh, and the, they'll fill in the rest of it because they're actually doing a history project. We were just doing a specific point in history project. We didn't want to do this forever. We didn't want to do it for three and a half years, but we did. I know. they they What they did is the day-by-day day of the uh, Constitutional Convention. Well, that's, not, that, that's near the end of it. Right. We started in 1763. Lay out all the things that's going on so you know what's going on, what's happening, what the colonists are putting up with, not putting up with. I, I got to tell you, more than more than once, we're both like, I can't believe they haven't revolted already. I can't believe we haven't. I can't either. Another hard break. These things are annoying. It's your cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, cause. We'll be right back. <laughs> New from Class Envy Productions, the people who brought you Obamacare, Cleopatra Obama, and Barry's got a brand new stash. An all-new exploitation picture starring Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, and a cast of millions and millions of unemployed Americans who all got the shaft. Members of Congress and my fellow Americans, while on vacation, working on my new, new jobs plan, 
I realize there are steps we can take right now to improve people's lives. But I, I want to continue to build roads and bridges, protect union jobs, and pay people to sit at home for another year. And every proposal I've laid out will be paid for by our children. There is the man who never had another plan except the damn right. He's the cat who won't slow down when the country's going south. From the shop, can you dig it? You see, this cat buried is one dumb mother. Shut your mouth. I'm just talking about Obama. Oh, okay. He's not a complicated man, but nobody understands him but his woman. Michelle. Barack! Barack! You didn't eat the apples in your happy meal! Shaft, now playing in an economy near you. You're damn right. Whoops. Uh, there's no calls for a lot. We have everything under control. Oh, uh, because we know that something from nothing leaves something. Because you gotta have something to run an economy. Something from nothing leaves something. Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E1 through E6 in all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. Five different budget plans on both ends of the ideological spectrum failed. Five budget plans failed in the Senate. Among them, a 99-0 vote defeating President Obama's $3.8 trillion budget request. The Democrats are afraid of their own shadow in the Senate. They even vote down their own president's budget. Only takes... 51 votes to pass a budget. Democrats in the Senate refuse to be held accountable. Under the Democratic control of the Senate, for three straight years there hasn't been a budget. We haven't had one for three years. The result of no discipline for three years is you spend $10 trillion, $400 billion. Our national debt is more than $15.6 trillion. Approaching the $16 trillion mark. $16 trillion worth of debt. It's the number one threat to our national security. The longer we wait, the more difficult the solution is going to be. The federal government is now twice the size it was in 2001. National unemployment has registered above 8% for the last 38 months. There's no way Barack Obama, with a straight face, can come before the American people and argue that somehow he has made things better than they were when he got here. The Obama economy isn't working for a lot of Americans. People across the country know what they want. They want a healthy economy. And the Obama economy is not a healthy economy. Most Americans have soured on the economy, and they've now soured on this president. 42% said he's made it worse. Independence by double digits think he made it worse. We're not where we should right. be. Obama made it worse. At a time when it's hard enough already to create jobs in America. Have policies that maximize economic growth. Supports our economy. Growing our economy. Build our economy. To help this economy grow. Create jobs. American jobs. Jumpstart the economy. Create jobs. We should be focusing on jobs and the economy. So if you're looking for a simple three-word description 
of the Democrat approach to the problems we face, it's this, duck and cover. But I have an uncomfortable feeling that this prosperity isn't something on which we can base our hopes for the future. No nation in history has ever survived a tax burden that reached a third of its national income. Today, 37 cents out of every dollar earned in this country is the tax collector's share. And yet our government continues to spend $17 million a day more than the government takes in. We haven't balanced our budget 28 out of the last 34 years. We've raised our debt limit three times in the last 12 months. And now our national debt is one and a half times bigger than all the combined debts of all the nations of the world. We have $15 billion in gold in our treasury. We don't own an ounce. Foreign dollar claims are $27.3 billion. And we've just had announced that the dollar of 1939 will now purchase 45 cents in its total value. Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 3. <laughs> you know, you're starting to remind me of the Grinch <laughs> when you do that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Most people just go, welcome back to Hour 3. <laughs> I'm not most people. Oh, back to history. Uh, American General Danley... Daniel Morgan led Colonel Benastre Tarleton into a trap. The Battle of Cowpens, January 17, 1781. The Americans took a stand with a river behind them, leaving them no opportunity to retreat. Seeing this as a foolish decision, British Colonel Tarleton, wait, they dropped the E this time, Tarleton gave in to the temptation to pursue without doing any reconnaissance as depicted in the movie, The Patriot, American General Daniel Morgan had his line of militia fire twice into the charging British cavalry, then retreat around a hill. Okay, this is really important because most people can relate to The Patriot. In the Southern Theater, most of the, the skirmishes or, you know, wars or battles, they were done by small groups of private people. There was no real formal army down there. George Washington had his formal army up north. I, well, formal. Well, you know what I mean. The, 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 not just the any, regulars. The regulars, thank you. But down south, it wasn't like that because the British didn't, did not turn their eye on us until after they started losing in... The Northern Theater and the Middle Theater. What's this us stuff? Down, I mean, down south. Cause Where we used to, we used to, I know, we used to live down south. That's why I said that. Everybody hears that. <laughs> California thinks that's south, Southern California. <laughs> Oklahoma and Texas thinks you're talking about them. Okay. No, I'm talking <clears> about <throat> the southeast. They When they lost at uh, Charleston, they, the first thing they tried to do while they were still fighting hot and heavy is go down and try to take the southern borders. So they went to Charleston, and they, they couldn't get in twice. So they said, all right, well, we're not coming here and for a long time because of, of the resources, the money, the whole bit. So all the battles were between loyalists 
and patriots, which were both citizens of Britain in America. Yeah. And that's why it was so important, because after this war, and you're going to read more about this, that, that they make sure that we, the people, the militia, is there first to be armed. Because that, down south, that was it. That was all they had for a very long time until George Washington could start sending troops, you know, formal troops, regulars, like you said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Down south, there was just us, Brian. Well, that's how it's supposed to be. I mean, still us, to we this the day. people. And that's why I wanted you to read this to reiterate why we need the Second Amendment. We don't. Well, I mean, why we need guns. <laughs> okay, why we need guns. Why we need an armed. Why the Second <laughs> Amendment? Without the Second Amendment, they weren't allowed to do anything about guns. With the Second Amendment that says they're not allowed to do anything without guns, they say it allows them to do things with guns. Well, Nothing in there can be construed as allow the government to regulate any firearms whatsoever. And the other thing is that they did state that the militias, we the people, and without we the people, this battle would not have been won. Look, <clears throat> it's there are two militias. There, well, back then it was different because it, they they had the Minutemen. Which was, I guess, our National Guard, the Minutemen. Yeah. So similar. Similar, right. You know. Uh, But everybody, and they were ragtag, pretty much. (laughs) You know, I mean, uh, they didn't all have the same guns, same weapons. They didn't have uniforms. They didn't train together. So when they got together during the Revolutionary War, it was a real pain. It was a problem. And so they decided, we got to fix that problem. Uh, So that's why they, there's, they said, in order to have a militia, the people's rights to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The people. It didn't say the militia's rights. The people's. Because the militia's made up of people. So that all people's are in the militia. Just saying. Anyway, uh, let's see what's happening here. They retreated around the hill. I don't. I think I remember this one, but I thought it was a bridge. At a, um, at a full gallop, and they dropped the E from Tarleton's to Tolton's. Now, I don't know which one's correct. <laughs> it's in the I'm same trying, article. I know. I'm trying to look at it. It's the and, same article. And World Net Daily is usually oh, good. At a full gallop, Tarleton's dragoons charged straight on, only to be surprised by a wall of 400 battle-hardened American continental soldiers who had been hiding behind the militia. What were they doing? Hiding behind the militia. But see, they're different. But they needed them. Doesn't matter. It's made up of them. That's why they That's why they need guns. They need us to be comfortable with firearms. Yep. So that when the time comes, they can join the army and kill the bad guys. Because we're not allowed to have a standing army, right, ladies and gentlemen? Right. That standing army is unconstitutional. No, we the people decide, not the courts. We don't let the national government decide what the national government's powers are. We decide. We the people. Only we the people. All power flows from us in this country and always has, unlike other countries. Anyway, anyway, they have a battle hard and blah, blah, blah. The American Continentals stood immovable, firing at point-blank range. The militia then circled around, disappearing on the other side of the hill, and attacked Tarleton's flank. In the confusion, 110 British were killed, 
and 830 captured. And again, I'm going to say it over and over and over again. Without we the people there to help, we're the first standing against enemies. It's not the message for that one. No. The message is for a functional militia, the people's right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. There's no reason to have this discussion based around militias. This is not a militia right. There are no stupid rights like that in the Constitution anyway. It's not the militia's right. It is the people's right to keep and bear arms. That's what it says. If it, if it wanted to say the militia's rights, why didn't it just say so? For all this to happen, the militia's rights to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It doesn't say that, does it? It shows people's rights on purpose. Because, again, there's no standing army. So when the bad guys come... Who makes up the army that is raised? The citizenry. We the people. Not the trained people, just us regular folk. Now, what good would we be if we didn't know how to use a firearm? Like most people that go into the military now, completely useless. Could barely hit the paper, yet alone the target. It was a bad... I, I, it was a, <laughs> we got one day dry fire, one day wet. As a kid, I, I shot every day. Uh, I, I was like... Really, we're only going to get to shoot one day? I kind of wanted to have some time at the range with the ARs so I'd get better familiar with them. But no, only one day, and I qualified as sharpshooter on that day. Everybody else was. One guy missed so badly he hit my target. Oh, I swear to God. We're, we're counting. I said, no way I shot that. It was way down at the bottom of the paper, nowhere near the target, you know, just a real flyer. And I'm like, no, nah, no way. So he he goes, all right, let's take a look. So we went and counted all the holes. Sure enough, I had one more hole than I had ammo. It wasn't the guy next to me shot my target. That's pretty bad. But I mean, to look at everybody else's target, well, at least they can kind of hit the paper, you know. <laughs> uh, that's the problem. You can't pick up a firearm. And just shoot it and expect to be any good at it. It It is a sport like any other. It takes time to learn how to quiet yourself, to your nerves and your body and your muscles to, to respond like any other sport. And it takes mental concentration as well that takes time to build. Anyway, back to this. The Battle of Calpens is widely considered the tactical masterpiece and turning point of the Revolutionary War. When British General Cornwallis was told the news, he was leaning on his sword and leaned so hard the sword snapped in two. What the heck are you making swords out of back then? <laughs> snapped in two? It's metal, for goodness sakes. Metallurgy's been... <laughs> That's a legend. That's got to be a legend. Snapped in two? What a piece of junk. Oh, it was just ceremonial, of course. Cornwallis gave chase even abandoning his slow supply wagons along the way. General Daniel Morgan hastily retreated north, meeting up with the American general, Nathaniel Green. And they raced to get out of South Carolina, across North Carolina, and into Virginia. Cornwallis regrouped and chased the Americans as fast as he could, discarding slow supply wagons and heavy equipment along the way. Who's writing this story? They're repeating themselves constantly. Cornwallis arrived at the Catawba Catawba River just two hours after the Americans had crossed 
but a sudden storm made the river impassable, delaying the British pursuit. It's that was God, just like the party of the Red Sea, which was really a marsh, but still. Cornwallis arrived at the Catawba River just two hours after the Americans had crossed. Oh, I just, wait a minute, I just did that. British commander, oh, wait, no, up a little more. Uh, oh, I see. All right, British, where was it? Flowing the British, impassable, delayed the British pursuit. The British nearly overtook the Americans at the Yadkin River. But again, rains flooded the river, slowing the British. Now it was a frantic race to the Dan River. General Nathaniel Green quickly got the Americans across before another flash flood blocked the British. Oh, come on. I, I don't buy that much coincidence. British Commander Henry Clinton wrote, Here the Royal Army was again stopped by a sudden rise of waters, which had only just fallen, almost miraculously, to let the enemy over. Who could not else have eluded Lord Cornwallis's grasp. So close was he upon their rear. Having discarded his supplies in the chase, Cornwallis was at a disadvantage. General Nathaniel Green recrossed and had another victory against Cornwallis at the Battle of Guilford Courthouse, March 15, 1781, inflicting heavy casualties on the British Army. Cornwallis was ordered by the British General Henry Clinton to move his 8,000 troops to a defensive position where the York River entered Chesapeake Bay and wait for British ships. Providentially, Ben Franklin and the Marquis de Lafayette were finally successful in their efforts to persuade French King Louis XVI to send ships and troops to help the Americans. <coughs> Excuse me. French Admiral de Grasse left off fighting the British in the West Indies and sailed 24 ships to the mouth of the Chesapeake Bay, where in the Battle of Capes, he drove, <clears throat> he drove off 19 British ships, which were trying to evacuate Cornwallis's men. De Grasse's 3,000 French troops and General Rocambeau's 6,000 French troops hurriedly joined General Lafayette's division as they marched to help Washington trap Cornwallis against the sea at Yorktown. French ships joined those led by Generals Benjamin Lincoln, Baron von Steuben, Mordecai Gist, Henry Knox, and Peter Mul Mullenberg. Altogether, 17,000 French and American troops surrounded Cornwallis on October the 19th, 1781. He surrendered, and the Revolutionary War was effectively over. See, we were God's country. We were. All of this stuff, when, well, when Deb and I do the Women of the Revolutions, it just blows our mind how all of this came together to ensure that this became the great country that it was. It wasn't just one thing. It was a, a, a myriad of things. And that uh, Baron von Steuben, he trained our revolutionary... Uh, soldiers and he was from germany and he was really really good at it <laughs> he specifically came over here to help the, the there was a couple of generals and, that specifically and he was came, in the movie there was a couple of generals and and what movie the patriot no no what movie 
I don't know. The you know the weird one with uh, Frankenstein's monster and uh, gentleman, something gentleman, extraordinary gentleman, or one of the other ones like it. Okay. They had Baron von Steuben in it. Well, there was a lot because they were the, people in the world were watching what was going on over here. Wasn't he the one with the mechanical heart or something? <laughs> People were watching around the world what was going on over here, and they felt so much for our cause that they would leave their country to come over here and fight. There was a couple of them that came over here. There was at least 25 different men that came over It to was fight. the Enlightenment period, and we were the, we were the, the lead. We, we took the concept of the Enlightenment period and made it happen. That's why they all loved us, because... It showed it could be done. And so they had a chance to do it in their countries. But they didn't do it. See, and that's the same thing that's going on right now. There's so many people. Freddy cats. So many people in the rest of the world are looking at us and going, what is going on? Freddy cats. Too why? many Freddy cats. I'm sorry. If both both conservatives and doofus on the left are afraid of liberty, then everybody's afraid of liberty. And that's why we, we keep losing it. You... Every time you choose, you choose the government help, government help, want government help, government help, government help. No. We need to stand on our own two feet and provide for ourselves. We get into trouble, that's what friends and family are for, not government. Government's role, especially federal government, is almost non-existent in our life. And if we do it right, they'll go back to being out of our life permanently altogether. And these last two paragraphs are wonderful. They're going to make me cry. See, I don't, he doesn't want a government. Yes, I do. I want the government outlaid in the Constitution, which, what what does it guarantee, ladies and gentlemen? A Republican form of government. It says it right in the Constitution. I use it to mess with uh, people on the left. I said, that means only Republicans can be up there. Of course, that's ridiculous, but it's... As ridiculous as their, the things they say on the other side, it's just as ridiculous. Actually, it's less than ridiculous. It's true. Uh, where was I? French Yale. troops joined, led, blah, Lincoln, Mordecai, Yale. Yale. Yale President Ezra Stiles wrote, May 8, 1783. Who but God could have ordained the critical arrival of the Gallic fleet they call them Gallic, like Gallic. I didn't know French were the Gauls, did you? Huh. I just learned something new. Yay. All right. Uh, the Gallic fleet, so as to assist in the siege of Yorktown, should we not ascribe to a supreme energy the wise generalship displayed by General Green? leaving the roving Cornwallis to pursue his helter-skelter, ill-fated march into Virginia. It is God who had raised up for us a powerful ally, a chosen army and naval force, who sent us a Rochambeau to fight side by side with a Washington in the Battle of Yorktown. General Washington wrote to William Gordon in March of 1781, we have abundant reasons to thank Providence for its many favorable interpositions in our behalf. It has at times been my only dependence, 
for all other resources seem to have failed us. Again, Judeo-Christian nation built on Judeo-Christian values and traditions. Now, God's been chased away. Does it feel like that feels, that America feels to you? Do you feel like that? Or do you feel, I don't know. Empty. Yeah, like, there's nothing to do but daily grind. Depressed. Despair. Or just... You like it the way it is. You feel comfortable. You've got comfortable change. Whatever the case may be. Uh, If you're going to study history, you're in trouble. Because if you want to study history and you don't want things to change and you want to stay happy with the way things are, don't educate yourself because you won't be. Because it's all a lie. It's been... They've stolen your liberty, your life, your future, our grandchildren's future. They're, it's, they're trying to end it completely, the, the goodness that was the United States of America and this country once and for all. Evil is the only, only one that has a vested interest in destroying the United States of America. And it's been doing so for over 200 years. I don't know. What's it? Two twenty-seven? Or I don't feel like doing math in my head. <laughs> uh, but it's been over two hundred years because since the pen, quill, ink dried on the paper, people were trying to destroy it. That's how you know it was good from the beginning. Evil wanted to destroy it. Now let's get back to it. That's our special power. That's our Captain America shield. The Constitution. All right. Um, another segment. What's up with our schools? From World Net Daily. We don't have anything from what's up with our schools. Let's see. Wah, wah, no, wah. actually, I usually play Melissa Harris Parry. Yeah, I know. We should probably say, like, one plus one is two. Actually, I <laughs> no, have. No, they don't do that anymore. Do I they? have Stupid Girl. Oh, that would be perfect. <laughs> You want to play stupid girl before yeah, yeah, we go? Yeah, play stupid girl. Okay, I'm well, gonna play stupid maybe girl. we'll cut it short. <laughs> we don't want them to actually have the veins in their eyes burst or something. Okay, here's stupid girl. Stephanie, what? you're going 80 miles per hour. How long will it take you to go 80 miles? I don't know. Why do you keep asking me? What is it? I don't know. I said 10 minutes and you said how long it will be. Eight minutes and you said no. 80 miles per hour. How long will it take you to go 80 miles? What? Okay, <laughs> if you're going 80 miles per hour, <laughs> how long will it take you to go 80 miles? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> it's when. Hi, Kelly Phillips, this. Okay. 80. So do I, like, divide something? No. <laughs> 80 miles per hour. How long does it take you to go 80 miles? <laughs> yes. I don't know, dude. <laughs> what is it? If you're going 80 miles oh, per hour, hour, how long will it take you to go 80 miles? 
Dude, I don't know. If you're going 80 miles per hour. No, listen. If you're going 80 miles per hour, how long will it take you to go 80 miles? Per hour? Mm hmm. I don't know! What? <laughs> the heck's wrong with you? No, we're not going to play the whole thing. That goes on for another 10 minutes. Or so. <laughs> Uh, and by the way, it's actually two stupid girls. Because when the one stupid girl goes, I don't know, am I supposed to divide or something? The other one laughs and says, no. Yeah, 80 miles per, per hour, which is division, right? Per. 80 over 1 equals? You're asking me? Equals 80. <laughs> and what's the answer? 80. Hey! <laughs> But again, we've talked about no, this. No, the answer is one hour. Only one hour. But we've talked about this before because they don't know language. That's part of their problem. But, they, yes, that but, is, but that is how you take word problems and put down a mathematical equation. But you didn't need a mathematical equation to figure out uh, how long does it take you to go 80, uh, 80 miles if you're going 80 miles per hour. I know, I just made it a little extra complicated. <laughs> if you're it's going 80 hour. miles per hour, <laughs> how long will it take you to go 80 miles? An hour. Oh, wow. Look, it's right there in the words, per hour. <laughs> I, no mathematical equation. I didn't ask to see your work, but, you know. And But if you were showing your work, it'd have to be, you know, 80 miles per hour. You have to do the actual division. But, again, yeah, it's amazing. The one, did, the one didn't even know what the heck she was talking about, and the other one didn't understand the actual math behind what she was asking. And she just picked up this trick question. Someone tricked her on, I guarantee you. Someone did it to her, and now she's doing it. She's passing it along because they're both idiots. That's the generation that's going to be voting And may I point year. out that that's friendship nowadays. Really? I, I don't remember friends doing this to friends when I was growing up. I don't think we'd be friends. You know what I'm saying? I mean, things were different. We actually had standards when I grew up. We can't have standards anymore, right? This <laughs> is the voting block, Brian. I know. It's worse than that. It's the future of our country. That's looking, it's looking pretty dim. Then that's really good what I did. We did the past of our country. Now we did the future of our country. Big difference. Yeah, well, if you want to do that, we should have talked about Tocqueville saying... How he came over here, oh my God, everybody is educated. Everybody. Slaves, children, women, men, everybody knows their alphabet. They know how to write and read. They know math. Over in Europe, no poor people were allowed to an education. Now, we have the Department of Education and no education. We're a bunch of blithering idiots. Now people look around and go, wow, America's like, what, 40 in the world in education or so? It's ridiculous. Look, before the, before the Department of Education existed, we had education. We were educated. Now we have the Department of Education for all this time, and we're, turning, we're just churning out doofusi, useful idiots for the collectivist, new socialist world order. And why? Because, again, we were not paying attention. 
That's what killed the government. And now you've killed education, which is government run. Which is ridiculous and an oxymoron. Governments don't educate. Unless by their mistakes. Uh, from WorldNet Daily, Americans are understandably alarmed at the hordes of migrants, uh, hordes of migrants, and refugees streaming into our country. You mean illegal aliens? We have a real term for that. Did they ever change that statute? They were supposed to pass a bill that changed and changed the wording of the statute so that they wouldn't be called aliens anymore. That's what Obama has said. Did you hear about it? You know, it's radio. You can speak up. No one can hear you. Her answer is obviously no. She's shaking her head no while she's putting chapstick on instead of working in the studio. So Americans are understandably alarmed the hordes of migrants and refugees streaming into this country, many steeped in worldviews profoundly opposed to Western democratic values, and thus not only unlikely to assimilate, but even posing a danger to the nation. But what about the hordes of young adults streaming into American society from the country's colleges? Many of them, likewise, indoctrinated in a worldview utterly antithetical to bedrock American values, and who are not only ignorant of, but contemptuous toward this nation's unique system of individual liberty, Judeo-Christian morality, and limited government. Like the legions entering America from adversarial foreign cultures, many of these new arrivals from totalitarian campus cultures are also likely to come into serious conflict with a constitutional republic, which, as John Adams said, was fit only for a moral and religious people. I mean, Adams was a tool, but he was right sometimes. That was one of them. I mean, he, he was right quite a few times, but you know what I'm saying. It, it, he was a little, you know, John Adams. I always saw him as someone that is a toady. Always, I, I don't know. Today's news reports increasingly feature bizarre, unbelievable stories from America's colleges. For example, one recent viral video reported, documented, Almost 60 Yale students enthusiastically singing a petition to repeal the First Amendment. The part of the Bill of Rights that guarantees their own right to freedom of speech, religion, and press, assembly, and ironically, to petition. Equally disturbing were reports that shortly after news broke in November of the terror attacks that paralyzed Paris and resulted in 130 gruesome murders and another 368 wounded, college activists in the U.S. bitterly complained that the media were focusing on Paris and terrorism and no longer obsessing over them and their grievances, alleged racial incidents like the mysterious disappearance of a poop swastika on a wall of a University of Missouri dormitory bathroom. In response to these and numerous other campus news stories, many are sounding the alarm. America's top schools, are, we are told, seem to be morphing into a cross between totalitarian indoctrination facilities and daycare centers. Some characterize the growing campus madness as a war on free speech or on the First Amendment, while others decry political correctness run amok. 
and the phantom menace of microaggressions, harmless statements with no malintent, but nevertheless deemed aggressive attacks on minority populations. Oh my God. Still others focus on the wider political implications, i.e. the indoctrination of students to serve as quote-unquote useful idiots and quote-unquote ground troops for the radical left's ongoing transformation of America. But these characterizations, while true and troubling enough, are incomplete and don't encompass the deeper reality of what is actually occurring on many of America's college campuses. One little publicized puzzle piece is the stunning rise in cases of mental illness on campus, with depression rates skyrocketing and suicide now the second most common cause of death among college students. Why would this be? For one thing, according to recent peer review research, the ubiquitous campus quote-unquote, hookup culture of promiscuous, casual sex is now proven to result in higher levels of depression, not to mention sexual violence and STDs, in college women. Indeed, the ever more perverse sexual revolution unleashed on America by the left decades ago pervades university life and is actively promoted by outrageous on-campus programs like the popular Sex Week, birthed at Yale, but now held annually at Harvard, Brown, and dozens of other top-rated schools. Sex Week prominently features panels of porn stars, graphic sex tips, including how-to workshops on anal sex and BDSM flogging, free condoms, and much more. Sadomasochism. Thus, far for far too many of our young people the college experience oh yeah remember we reported they told they were teaching them about cutting themselves pain during sex increasing the pleasure teaching as part of sex education they're really giving them sex education not what you people are paying for oh wait yeah you are paying for it but not that you want them to teach they're teaching them to be whores all the girls are taught to be whores you think I'm being rash? Go watch a Girls Gone Wild videotape. And you tell me. So now, you know, sex is just a recreational sport to people nowadays. Thus far, too many of our young people, the college experience is annihilating their innocence big time and thereby sowing within them tremendous inner conflict anxiety, guilt, and self-loathing. This conflict, in turn, is often breezily diagnosed as depression and masked with powerful and poorly understood psychotropic drugs with fearsome side effects. I can attest to that. There's more. In an anxious age of microaggressions, trigger warnings, and dozens of new gender variants, each requires its own unique pronoun like they, here, and zem. Z E H I R and Z X E M. To avoid giving offense 
or even incurring a huge fine. Today's punitive and intimidating culture of extreme political correctness is literally making students mentally ill. The influential article, The Coddling of the American Mind, featured in September's issue of The Atlantic, revealed that what is happening on today's college campuses, especially with regard to policing speech and punishing offenders, is like to engender patterns of thought that are surprisingly similar to those long identified by cognitive behavioral therapists as causes of depression and anxiety. The new protectiveness may be teaching students to think pathologically. All of this, mind you, is on top of the baseline reality that for decades, left-wing America-hating professors have been indoctrinating America's children into, believing their country is malevolent, racist, and predatory. Really, why don't you move? Why don't you pointy-headed Why don't you go to another country that fits the bill? Why change this one? Leave this one to the ones that don't want your crap. Just because you want it don't mean we want it. And no, you're not smarter than me. I guarantee it. Oh, my God. American-hating professors. That's nothing new, of course. Successful and powerful only by virtue of exploiting other races and stealing the world's wealth or making believe you're a Native American Indian. That was me. This conviction is central to the worldview of Barack Obamanus, endlessly obsessed with downgrading America in every sphere and benefiting the rest of the world, whether by turning the U.S. over to foreigners or by redistributing Americans' wealth through ludicrous climate change schemes and so on. And there is still more to consider. Today, many of our colleges are not only ripping off America's morality and virtue, uh, young America's morality and virtue, just not just intimidating and confusing them with crackpot gender identity, social justice theories, not content merely to continue cranking out thousands of leftist radical clones, young adults indoctrinated in the angry, self-righteous, but deluded worldview of the far left. No, they are now programming these young Americans to take offense at the slightest wrong, or even at no wrong at all. For example, being white is now an offense, under the guilt trip label of white privilege. In other words, many students are literally being taught to hate, to blame. Oh, what I love is they're taught to hate and blame, but they call us haters when they're doing it. They attack us as haters. But, you know, the last essay that we... Projection. The last essay at the last show we wrote about Black Lives Matter, we pointed out how this white privilege stuff has been tried already in the United States of America, and it failed. So now they're bringing it back. It's old. The stuff is old. Yeah, but it works now because of all the groundwork laid for decades. Before, it didn't work. Now we have indoctrinated, mind-numbed children coming out of the colleges that have no real knowledge of anything important. But think that the, the, the world's solution to all their problems. Their generation's going to fix it because we're idiots. <clears throat> from what I see, you're, you're going to fix it, all right? <laughs> you're fix it for good. And I meant that for anybody out there listening that didn't understand, that was rhetorical. 
Anyway, today, many of our colleges are not only ripping off young Americans' morality and virtue, not just intimidating and confusing them with crackpot gender identity social justice theories, not content to be able to continue cranking out thousands of leftist clones, young adults indoctrinated in the angry, self-righteous, but deluded worldview of the far left. I want to say that five times. I've never heard half a paragraph so succinctly say how I feel about it. No, they are now programming these young Americans to take offense at the slightest wrong or even no wrong at all. <clears throat> Excuse me. I did all this. Didn't, did I finish it or not? Pathologically functioning, completely responsible. Oh, there it is. All right, to think pathologically, to see themselves as victims and to de- demonize and silence those who hold contrary views. In this way, they become essentially incapable of functioning competently and responsibly in the real world. Think of it. During this all-important time at college, the very last stop after leaving their parents' nest, supposedly designed to prepare them for the successful and happy life, instead of being taught how to deal with life's challenges and develop the disciplines of a mature adult, they are being taught the opposite. The Puritans established the first American colleges, including Harvard, Yale, and Dartmouth. And they were commies originally, by the way. <clears throat> and it, but, but it failed, and they, they changed. <clears throat> Even the Puritans could learn from their mistakes. Hey, they're pretty strict, man. Uh, anyway, so including Yale, uh, Harvard, Yale, and Dartmouth. To train the next generation of Christian leaders. But many of these same colleges today have become seminaries for fashioning the next generation of angry, discontent progressives. True believers in perpetual victimhood and the saving virtues of an all-powerful government. And no wonder. The less Holy Grail has long been to create a large enough dependent class to compromise a permanent, to comprise, sorry, a permanent progressive voting minority in America. Thus, assuring the left an ending one-party rule. That's majority. I, see, uh, I was just about to do I said minority. We, we wish. wish yeah. that, that was a slip of the tongue. Man. Well, they are a minority right now. Yeah, we wish they would stay that way. Oh, and by the way, shut up. Just shut up. Yeah, because yeah, I know we passed 51% of people on the American payroll somehow. Uh, but a lot of the people on that payroll will vote against the people who tell them they're going to give them more stuff. They, they're they only stuck in it because of this economy, and the minute they can get off of it, they will get out of it and be done with it. That's not what the left wants. They want everybody to remain on the dole forever so that they can redistribute the wealth so that nobody really has anything that anybody else doesn't have. Everybody has the same stuff. Everybody drives the same car. Everybody wears the same clothes. Everybody eats the same food. Everybody, you get it? collectivism at its worst see it works in the military but not outside the military fortunately there's still a few traditional and christian colleges in today's america offering those desiring a college education alternatives to the secular schools increasing smothered by the madness of unchecked left-wing utopianism well, unfortunately, most of the Christian colleges, like the Catholic ones especially, have all been turned over. They're not really their college. They just use their name. And, in fact, the Catholic Church has already threatened to make them remove their name from the colleges that are just blatantly left-wing 
you know, promiscuous, abortion-loving, basically anti-Catholic institutions calling themselves Catholic universities. My daughter went to one. That's how I know. She said, well, I didn't get that because I went to a Christian, I went to a Catholic university. Trust me, she got the same education because I got to see what came out the other side. And nobody should have to pay for that. All right. Uh, <clears throat> Historian William Lind has described American colleges as small, ivy-covered North Koreas, miniature reflections of one of the most terrifying utopian societies on Earth. But understand, what we're seeing that unfold on our nation's college campuses is not some bizarre affliction, but has mysteriously and randomly been visited upon the American Academy. Rather, we are witnessing in a more pure and concentrated form the totalitarian future the far left is steadily imposing on America as a whole, especially in her vast urban areas. In other words, the inner cities, the ghettos. <laughs> and, uh, and, even no, the, no, they're, they're... and I was going to say, and even... Even where the rich people live. I was going to say because the the ghetto yeah. people aren't going to college. This is they're just talking about urban areas. The, know, yes, and what's in an urban a city? What does every city have? Every big city has a ghetto. Right, but these the ghetto people are not going to college. But they're already part of the program. Is is what I'm trying to tell you? Yes, they are. They don't. It doesn't matter if they go to college. They're part of what is used to brainwash the doofus eye. They're already on board to whatever the government wants to do. They don't They don't consider themselves part citizens of the United States much. I mean, they have their own world. They don't give a crap, and they don't want any part of white world. Oh, no, I ain't getting a job. That's I work for the man. I ain't getting jobs. We better vote out of slavery, and I'm not going to work for the white man ever again. And, excuse me when I <laughs> channel people I've met. Uh, anyway, as I was about to say before Susan said it, anyway, where was I ever? Today's colleges complicit in the indoctrination and corruption of untold numbers of young Americans comprise just one more reminder that the hard left, though ascendant, ascendant in America, indeed wielding power in every major institution, including government, is, in its core worldview, delusional. And while many liberals insist they don't condone the naked totalitarianism now manifesting in the university, they would do well to consider that such is the predictable result when you're in the business of tearing down the established order, especially when that order is the best mankind has ever produced. While vainly imagining that your angry, self-righteous rebellion against common sense basic morality, the hard-won lessons of history, and the laws of God and the universe, I added that, will show, somehow result in something better. Well said. You can't improve on America. We They've been trying for over 200 years, and look where it's gotten us. They failed. They've already failed. There's no reason to go any further. They have marched us this far away from the Constitution, now we're stuck in a, in a quagmire of serfdom. Of, of total uncertainty of the American people, of, of what their future is. For the first time in my life, 
the majority of Americans have no idea what the future of this country is. That's very true, Brian. Again, well said by you. Cheers. <laughs> but it is. It's true. I, I sit around with a bunch of people, you know, when I go to town or when I talk to Deb on the phone, and we're all shaking our heads going, what the hell is going on? We don't know what's going to happen. Never have we ever felt like this. And we're talking our age group, 55 and above. I'm not 55. Well, 50 and above. In the 50s and above. I'm not 55. No, you're not. No, you're not. He doesn't know how old he is. No, 54. No, you're 53. Am I? Yes. I'm 54. (laughs) Now you're being stupid, man. Uh, two from six is <laughs> four. Don't... No, two from six is four, and I was born in 62. I'm 54. It isn't May yet. I don't care. It's close <laughs> enough. What am I, five? <laughs> what am I, 53 and three quarters? Oh, Lord. I keep Christ, a couple of months means nothing at this point. The, <laughs> a month flies by so fast, it's like I fell asleep and woke up. <laughs> Keep hearing "stupid girl" in my head. <laughs> what was it? Just she didn't even understand English. Do you realize that the person was speaking plain English? They didn't need to do any math. If you ha- please, if you're listening to that, and you didn't understand that. Maybe maybe you, you could look into getting uh, an education somewhere, because whatever you have has failed you. Because if I say, "How long does it take?" Uh, how long does it take me to go 80 miles if I'm driving 80 miles per hour and you can't just say an hour, hour. <laughs> then you need to go back and get some help and get unindoctrinated. You are, you are one of their successful students and now you need to go fix yourself. Sorry. Well, what you always say is they're already, again, they change the language and I know this from, you know, I hate to say it. Talk- they constantly change the language but, for decades. They've been doing it, but, from talking to our kids, which... Uh, oh, we, God. Uh, she did a lot more than me, thank yes, God. Yes, yes, I did. I couldn't take them in they, small doses, even. Even the, their thought process, wrapping themselves around a word. I noticed it right away, because I would constantly say to our daughter, well, she's my stepdaughter, we didn't raise her, um, no, that's not what it means. And she's like, oh, well, you and daddy always with the words. I'm like, yeah, because words have meaning. If words don't have meaning, we can't communicate. Do you understand? The purpose of language is communication. It doesn't matter. You can't make up your own. There would be no point in making up your own language and then walking around speaking it to people that don't know it because they're not going to understand you. That's why words are important and have meanings. Also, historically, they always try to ward down important words for liberty. It's classic. It is. Uh, they play the same. Well, all of the progs, uh, Hitler, Stalin, Lenin, all progressives, by the way. They can call themselves whatever they want. They were nowhere near communist. Bolshevik, Leninist, uh, whatever. Uh, communists, left-wing lunatics, they, it's the same playbook. They have a playbook, and they follow the playbook. Just like the, the Muzzies, they follow the, their playbook. And every time they do, they win, by the way. And unfortunately, in this country, every time they do, the progs win, too. 
for some reason, they're very good at making you think their stupid laws, taking your liberties away, even if it may be only slightly, uh, is good for you. But what the point I was trying to make... After all, you can't be trusted with too much liberty. You might hurt yourself. You'll put your eye out. <laughs> the point I was trying to make was that's the first thing that they did. Well, and we, like you said, we allowed them, was to change the way the kids' brains worked around words. Now, with Common Core, they're going all the way, baby. Common Core, I told you, it's not the same thing. It's going to permanently remap their brains. We can teach these millennials that they shut up long enough to listen. And uh, most of the ones coming out now. You won't be able to fix that. It won't be broken. It will be grown. It will be organic. There's just no way to come back from it. And they know it. That's why they're doing it. See, they're smart enough to know the children are our future and not just make little flipping comments about that. Uh, if you if you care about the children being on our future, then you can't be putting them in public school, right? Because those are child abuse centers, and we don't want them in there. You care about your children, don't you? Oh, no, your public school is not better. Or maybe it is better, but it's still not good enough that they're doing it on a smaller scale than other ones. Fast, slow, it doesn't matter. They're doing it incrementally, constantly taking the children away from their parents. Taking the decision-making away from parents. I'm sorry, I have principals say that the, my, our curriculum isn't based on what parents want. I say, excuse me, I'm paying your salary, buddy. He's like, you are not. Oh, was that the principal down in McCulloch? Oh, yeah. He was another big guy like me, too. He was a little, you know. A, lot, a little more plumper and uh, uh, well, maybe less muscular. But here's a big guy, too. And he made it a point to stand up and walk around while we were going at it. Like uh, I was like, wow, we were, I'm, I really was ready to hit him. I was so pissed off that anybody would call themselves an educator and have a U.S. history book deconstruct the Constitution instead of telling the truth about what it means and defending it. I was not going to be physical with him. But what he threatened to get physical with me, I, well, you know, I was going to, I would have had to. I would have been arrested. I would have been probably thrown in jail, been convicted. And again, you're right. It doesn't matter what school. This was a rural school this in a, a small, small and the county. county. And, and this county, was a, it was a great county. The Sheriff's Department was fantastic. The government was not in your life. Uh, it, was a, it's, it was a great county. Until more and more progs moved in to destroy it, which always happens. And still, we had to fight with the school. Well, you did. <laughs> well, because the because the problem is textbooks. Now, textbooks, you have three choices unless you want to go non traditional, not textbook at all, history books like you want to teach history, separate books from other authors, work that into your curriculum. But public school, you get the approved book, and that's it. And the approved book are written by, well. Three, if there's still three, publishers that are, all have PC boards to make sure everything's politically correct and lined up with the progressive agenda. So your kids are getting it in the country, whether you mean for them to get it or not. Don't send them to a government school, and that includes charter. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's my time. It's your cooperative radio show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening on cooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here.